0: Did I make one point? Sure can. I just want to say that earlier, you had a very patronizing tone towards me. (laughs) I fully understand what a slip screen is. I've been doing the NBA for 18 years. But the way you presented it initially was gobbledygook. So, like the audience, I wanted you to come back and explain yourself. And you then just took a
1: firing line on me. And it was uncalled for. I don't think so. That's at exactly all. what happened. You are
2: overly sensitive. To I that. am not.
1: Did you have a bad day today?
0: <laughs> it's second game of a back-to-back. The it's ride
1: back from
2: Philly tough. did it like disturb you well, last
0: night? That was two hours with you, which is probably the reason why I've had enough tonight. <laughs> Jeez.
1: today's episode is brought to you by shiba inu shib shiba inu token is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world way back in 2021 shiba inu became the most popular crypto surpassing both dogecoin and bitcoin on the coin market cap you can buy shib on all the most popular coin exchanges my favorite place is coinbase but the best place to find more information is by following shib token on twitter there you're going to find the links to the discord the subreddit telegram everywhere else to find more information about investing in shiba inu diamond paws shib to the moon. All right, let's start the show.
0: it's what the It's what they warned It's what we're dealing
1: with. And welcome back to the Evil Mark Show. My name is Mark Hammond. I'm happy to be the Mark in the Evil Mark Show. Broadcaster, uber sports nerd, ready to take you on your partial sports talk journey. A little bit. We might get into that, but into your nonsense journey now some people call me penguino supremo but today i will be your, your svengali while we get into our fun stuff but then we veer off course and the whole episode is off course usually we get off track this whole episode is designed to be off track uh, and joining me is my favorite one, one of my all-timers my co-host uh the my co-conspirator uh um, he's my best friend he's my pal he's my homeboy my rotten soldier he's my sweet cheese my good time, boy. Host of the Bio <laughs> Entertainment Podcast and Golden Domer Supreme, Eric Stevens. How are you doing today?
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm great, Mark. I'm happy to be here. Happy. It's, yeah, I mean, I don't know how deep in the weeds we want to get just right off the bat, but it's not normal record day. So just everything just feels off and it's not a normal show. Like, I, I don't even know who we are anymore. <laughs> It started off at the top with the like the co hosts getting after each other, and I'm like, Wait, this, this is me,
1: I'm not Jared. Like, this, that's the kind of soundbite he plays for Jared. <laughs> it is. I was thinking that, like, I heard the first 10 seconds of it, and I was as it was playing, as it gets near the end, where the guy goes, Oh, and you have that tough trip, like, you know, instead of the guy going, Hey, man, I'm sorry, you felt that I was. Dogging you out about that slip screen. It's like, oh, did you have a bad trip? Or did you come back from Philly? Like you overly sensitive. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, this seems like more of a, a opening sound clip for the Friday show. <laughs> <laughs> but I was looking for I didn't realize it got that deep. But uh yeah, we are that was funny though. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Fratillo. I forget who the it's Mike Fratillo is is the uh is the new york voice oh it's ian eagle is the uh regular announcer and meanwhile <laughs> that whole conversation is going on there's a game in the background. <laughs>
2: yeah so that's like secondary to... who cares who's scoring however many points that, that would have been hilarious if that was like joel and like 70 point game <laughs> and it's just like he as he hits that last bucket
1: they're just like ah, i hate you too because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, i had to spend time with you but <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, cool. it it, it, it's it's an issue. Let me give you a, a little bit of that one more time. <laughs> it's just so great. And i only I remember only hearing the first ten seconds. I was like, okay, this will, this is good enough. I don't I don't care where it goes. But a very patronizing tone <laughs> towards me. I fully understand what a slip screen is. I've been doing the NBA for eighteen years. Oh, that's always like as soon as the guy tells you how long he's been doing something, like yeah, yeah. So let me read my resume to you.
0: Yeah. Hold on I've been doing this for over twenty-five years. You started it initially.
1: Like, aren't you like a thirty-year-old guy? <laughs> you start to, you know, you've been. You know, this happens in the IT industry a lot. They're like, oh, I've been doing, you know, I've seen this for ten years. I'm like, this is this software hasn't existed for only like five years, dude. Like, what, <laughs> what
0: are you talking about? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Was gobbledygook. <laughs> So, like the audience, I wanted you to come back and explain yourself.
1: And yeah, you the, the ball's in just play just right now. Right me, <laughs> yeah. and it was uncalled for. I was so That's cool. exactly what happened. You are overly sensitive. To that. I am not. Did you have a bad day today? <laughs> it's second game of a back-to-back. The it's ride back from Philly tough. did it like disturb you well, last night? That was two hours with you. With- <laughs> so
2: like it puts the emphasis on with you like enough said right yeah i
1: i gotta tell you like i've I've read biographies and i've heard from guys who who work sports media it's it sounds like a hellacious job like they're like oh yeah you get to go to all the games and stuff like that and like especially baseball baseball beat reporters basketball beat reporters it's just like and the announcers they seem exhausted they just seem like it's all take it, like the best job ever would be like a NFL or in a, a college football announcer because it's one day a week. So what you're just talking minimal travel. So you are maybe flying one day a week, one full day, half a day flying in, flying out. You, you get to go home. You, you're one day out of the week. You're, you're away from your family. These baseball guys, man. They're on. They're away. All the time. And the NBA ones are, are almost just as bad. And they're all for basically meaningless games until we get to the very, very end.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's uh, both incredibly long seasons and, uh, yeah, just a lot of work. I mean, I don't know. I, I still think it's
1: kind of a dream. <laughs> You'd rather do that than your regular job? Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's the whole thing. Like, even your dream job is still a job. Like, even the best job in the world. It's, there's still probably some parts of it like, ah, I got to go bunk with Mike Fertillo on this fucking road trip. <laughs> and then I can see him two days from now. Then this asshole tells me, I don't know what a slipstream is. <laughs> planet to him, he's going to be patronizing to me. I, I wish I couldn't find the, the clip where he where, like, where talked down to him. I couldn't find that clip. So maybe it's like a Richard Sherman kind of thing. It's only in the guy's mind. Hmm. but maybe let me get to our rundown (laughs) and it's going to be very very lightweight what the hell is a rundown
0: the rundown
1: oh yeah so we never really explained what was going on so we actually recorded one day earlier uh because of uh some real life events so instead of not doing the show we decided to do the show. We're going to present What's really Watching. Uh, we're going to give our shout-outs. So we're going to get to our Twitter plugs. And then we're just going to free it up. I'm just going to talk about whatever's on our mind. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's not even any a direction of, of where we're going to go after that. So uh, I know that I have to uh, – there is one bone I have to pick with with Eric later on when we get to our full, <laughs> when we get to our full uh, uh, meat of the show. But our rundown for today, this is your rundown for thursday january 25th 2024 episode number 205 make sure you're following us at twitter slash X at EBLMRK and look for hashtag ems 205 for special links tweets pictures or stories we talk about today's episode also if you're not already make sure you're following us on tiktok or instagram at ask Evil mark all right so we have america's favorite cat-based podcast review game presented by chewy.com what's really watching and then we have a free for all in our topics and that's it that's your rundown
2: <laughs> what the wow. hell is a rundown and <laughs> yet it is. still goes
1: three hours it's weird yes. <laughs> <didn't, you> know. <laughs> uh, and since we've got our rundown let's get to our i just hate them because they they
2: they low down <laughs> they dirty they some snitches
1: <laughs> <laughs> and now we get to our part where we insult the listeners so uh before we dive into today's show, I want to thank all our listeners and watchers of our content. We encourage everyone to look inside this episode description to find the links to all our social media pages. Uh, you also find a link to get your Evil Marks, t-shirt. You can find links to our sponsors, a link to our Discord. And if always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or you want to be part of the next Ask Evil Mark, you can always email the show at show at evilmark.com. Once again, that's show at evilmark.com. And we are moving into... uh our off season here. So we're covering all sports. So you have suggestions, you find a story, you want to pass that along. I know that's what I get. I never I, I respond to you guys. You never respond back to me. Just send me stories <laughs> randomly. But yes, make sure you're sending those to show at evilmark.com. You can also send them to mark at evilmark.com. It all goes back to the same place, but make sure you're sending them in. That way I know I need to read them. And I will check out your story if you send it in. So i want to give a shout out to these listeners who email in every week. Uh, stay affiliated with the show. Stay in contact with the show. SEC super user, Mizzou Man, Hornsdown69, Jenna P, Abdel, Duckman, Christian Norkel, Maze Man, Jennifer Inskinectomy, who's uh, our new producer, James Harden's exquisite beard, you and the one and only. And I have a sound effect here. You be a dog. Noted Virginia Notre Dame super fan. Uh how, how do you think he celebrates spring ball? How excited is he for spring football yeah. practice? Uh, uh I think not very much so at all. I think well, basketball
2: season is still going on at that point in time, right? So I, I think he's um
1: he's gonna put all his eggs in the uh the college basketball for uh, sure. Basket. I mean you have to. You, you, you have to. Let me see. They are oh, ACC. I don't even know how they're doing. Oh, here we are. Virginia, 13-5, 7th in the ACC. Yeah, you know what? I, I think he's... If this is the route he's going to go. Then I think this is this is the way to do it. And they got to be playing you guys, right, at some point. So they they already lost to Notre Dame. Remember, I sent, I sent you that text message. That's right. You better Seven, shut six, the four. hell up. Or <laughs> uh, they have the rematch. The comeback game is there in uh, at the end of this month, January thirty first. They're at home, five o'clock start. Uh, let's see if Vegas has got a line on this one. No line yet. Uh, let's see what the gamblers are saying. The betting info tab says uh this is going to be an early money line favorite for for Notre Dame even though they're they're on the road mm. is is it all going to come down to this or 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 anything we could put up against Doug to get him on the show that that we might need to throw out to him i've give, i've offered him a shirt. i, I told him that in uh football season
2: Notre Dame actually plays Virginia this year mm. so that would be the perfect time to get him on to do a breakdown of the game and what we can expect um, I know Chris Tyree, uh ex Notre Dame player, uh is from Virginia, actually transferred to Virginia to play for the Cavaliers. So I mean, I, I don't know how much uh, insight he's gonna be able to offer that, that coaching staff, but uh yeah, Doug better not be rooting for Chris Tyree at all.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah, he better he better be or as soon as he crosses the line, he's like like he's becoming a, a Cavalier fan, like becoming a scab. Like once you go over to that side, like that's your end. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. You're like that yeah. guy scabs like sean payton he's a scab like you, you guys be like yeah he's a great coach blah 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 well i guess you could say you could mention bounty gate you can mention this year's record but like all push comes to shove is like well he kind of crossed the picket line so you know it's kind of a piece <laughs> of shit right i don't jared wasn't down for that he he wasn't there with me what, what about you eric what whether what sean payton's a piece of shit no, I mean, if if a guy if a guy scabs, is, is that is that terrible? How terrible does where does that fall on the chain? I mean,
2: there's degrees. Like, it, yeah, it's not the greatest to be a scab. I mean, but everyone's got to fucking eat, right? Like, it depends on how like valid and legitimate I think the the strike is. You know, it's just like, oh, you only gave us a thirty five percent raise last year. We wanted thirty eight. So, we're striking to get go fuck yourself. Like. I mean, Some people have it a lot worse. So if someone's going to work in that condition, just because they're striking for like a ridiculous idiotic means, then yeah, absolutely. Well, That's like cross the line, go work, go get your money, go fuck those other guys that want to put up the big inflatable rat. Like you just look like a huge fucking loser.
1: (laughs) Well, that's like those FedEx guys earlier last year. Yeah. In the middle of last year, they were like, yeah, you know, they're really struggling to, 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 you know, once they get above, you know, they're, they're kind of stuck at seventy or something like that. And I remember just some ridiculous number. I'm like, "What? They're, you tell me the guy who drives that truck is 70? Like, and I'm like, "I know it's a tough job. I'm not taking anything away from it. I'm just saying it's, like, it's a little odd. It's a little odd. And not only is that guy getting that, but then he's bitching about that. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, exactly. See, I don't know where I fall down on the on the the, the scab thing though. It's just." Yeah, as someone who's been a union steward uh, for for when I was a state employee years and years ago, and uh, someone who uh, the brother was a union steward for for the groceries union. Oh man, I I I, I can't. It's not it's not as terrible as like being a fed or being a pedophile. I mean, they're worse things to be in life, but it's definitely not the. Not the side of the fence where you want to find yourself on in the scabbing one. But <laughs> I said we're going to the regular stuff. So we've already got. I've already derailed. <laughs> it. I knew it wouldn't take long. But I was yeah. going to ask about the like. Doug still
2: has music, and now Jennifer in Schenectady is connected. Is our new producer, and she doesn't have a soundbite. Like, shouldn't she have something? Like, shouldn't we relinquish something to
1: her as opposed <sighs> to Doug? We're going to keep giving Doug this music. I don't know, man. I do have a couple new ones here. I, I, I Let me let me show you a little bit of what I have. I have. I have a couple new ones, of course. As always, let me start off with an Alex Jones offering.
0: I, I'm telling you, it's what all the ancients said. It's what they warned of. It's what we're dealing with. They're demons. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I have that one again, but again, it might be too much of a, a non sequitur, uh, like everything else. I have. Uh,
0: this sucks and it's horseshit. But I'm too polite to say anything because I'm a class act.
1: <laughs> I don't think any of these fit Jennifer. Like I,
2: I, I thought you were trying to find something specifically for her, and it's like this
1: sucks. <laughs> I, I, I have maybe maybe she would like this Cat Williams one. You having an unnatural allegiance to losers does not like you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of fits. <laughs> yeah, the, the, better than the first. Two. So, yeah. She's like, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have to workshop it. We'll have to workshop it. Knowing her, she's gonna wanna. She was. Is she her feedback on the uh, the shibbies was that uh, beautiful and broken did not get its just due. We did not play enough of it, <laughs> and yeah. that it should have been song of the year.
2: So is <laughs> that what she's claiming as her theme song? Then I mean,
1: wait, wait, wait. she have it broken
2: <laughs> and beautiful. <laughs> Just, we're, this is a slippery slope mark like we potentially are gonna have to hear this every single week now then if we
1: yeah she's, <laughs> she's to gonna her. need a sound effect it, it, yeah, I, I don't know if i can i can live through hearing that, <laughs> that fucking song every single week uh let me see there was another one i had now nah, we're I'll have to I'll have to go back i i i, I just like Maybe if she was on a plane.
0: Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. Yeah,
1: maybe. Yeah, just, maybe you're right. Maybe something with a little bit more positive spin. We'll, we'll workshop but We're going to find her sound. What we got to do is we got to find the right Matthew Barry sound.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> well, we already have the New York. I mean, she could be the most devious bastard in all of New York City. Well, <laughs> in.
1: all of New York. Actually, weird. You know what? I'm I'm surprised by that. That's when I keep downloading and I keep forgetting where I put it. I put it. Have not put it in our main file. <laughs> uh, and that was. I just added in some new ones too, and I was like, oh yeah, in. But I bet I know where I put it. I bet I put it in the NFL one. Nope, I I do not have it in there. I I have uh, I do have a a, a weirder uh let, let me for your consideration in this Oscar <laughs> season. Uh, I, I know there's uh, this is
0: the way we talk in Tucson, Arizona.
1: <laughs> I know there's the beloved Matt Berry. Let me see. I maybe I got a Russell Wilson that that might change your mind. <laughs> uh, gosh, it would be better if I would have thought about any of this before. Um. Gosh, where this, this is like, uh, it's grown so out of, oh, here we go. The sound effect list has grown so out of control. them I'm a lemon. <laughs> but that's more <laughs> of like a Friday thing. <laughs> and that was a long walk for a short drink of water. Tom, I'm a lemon.
2: <laughs> you want to split the subway sandwich? <laughs>
0: yeah, you want to split the subway sandwich? <laughs>
2: okay.
1: I, I, look, I, we, yeah, we, I need my, you hit
0: me with a woman's hand. You Midwestern
1: floofy! See, the problem is we're going to use the New York one for New York Minute, though. So she yeah, needs another true. New York one, or she needs a uh, 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 Club Fandango one. <laughs> it would be great as a producer. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Mark? That's okay. <laughs> that would be fitting. Yeah, okay. I, w- I will get to work on that one. Lord knows I have enough uh, of, of that on my TikTok. Um but for now, we're here to fuck shit up. Every Thursday, Eric joins us. He's the host of the wonderful podcast, File Under Entertainment. What could be easier? It's all alphabetical. You know, A, B, C. The only podcast Nick Cage himself personally listens to. You're Nick fucking. Tell us about the show. Where can people find it? What is it about? I'm just waking up from a nap after that. long. I have Eric's reaction this to that. It sucks
0: <laughs> and it's horseshit. But I'm too polite to say anything because I'm a class act.
2: No, I do like it. But I'm still convinced from you know a year and a half that you've been... Like, uh, Incre- increasing it in size. Yeah, yeah, elongating that, uh, that sound clip. <laughs> Uh, yeah, File Under Entertainment. It's available on all platforms. This season is getting back into movies, and the first go-round is going to be, uh, I mean, back to the alphabetical shtick, and it's A, uh, joined, as always, by Jared, and uh, Mark is joining us to talk about Airbud. So, it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, this is going to be one that we're going to record this Friday, and then when will that be released? Will that be released on Tuesday? Correct. Excellent. That's going to be a really good one. Uh, well, I'm going to save the, the little bit of content. I do have a bone to pick with you about the uh, the uh, uh, Jira's selection I was familiar with. My selection, obviously, I was familiar with. I think I've, I've seen it twice. I'm going to watch it one more time. But uh, I'm just going to get to it now, Eric. Uh, uh, Eric, this season is breaking down movies. Just like in the first season, you and your brother broke down uh, two movies piece. Uh, some great episodes. I remember uh, Fantastic Miss, Mr. Fox, which, by the way, in your last episode in the, in the movie Madness Tournament, uh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox made some great headway. They were like a good, a really good UCLA team. Mm-hmm. They won where they should have won. And then they they won where they needed, but came up just a little bit short, maybe overly quoted uh, John Wooden. Um, but I know the first season you dove into movies. So this is your dive back into movies. Yeah, uh, and your first selection out of the gate, okay. <laughs> A is always tough because there's so many movies that start with A. Like I can understand when, you like I think when we did the movie madness tournament, you got to X, and, and someone even asked like, why would anyone choose the X the movie? <laughs> <There's> <laughs> and you got defensive, video. yeah, and you were like, there's only so many movies that start with X.
2: Well, Jared, of course, naturally was the yeah. like, Why would you pick these movies? It's like, have you looked at? X and like he's just thinking of like triple x you know like and not the the vin diesel movie he's thinking of oh just pick any porn and that counts it's like no that that doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, there's nothing better than, than 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 being called out being like hey how come you're not putting in an effort <laughs> Right. From the most ironic source. Yeah. That's always the (laughs) funniest. That (laughs) That, is. That that never freaks anyone out ever. (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) like the dictionary definition of irony right there. And
1: no one should fly off the handle when that happens to them. uh, Yeah, so uh so we're going back, we get to the first selection uh can i mention the selections yeah people hyper Tuesday? okay so well one of them i wouldn't i wouldn't uh
2: mention yours no i mean you can mention mine because that's the one i'm sure you have beef with i wouldn't mention the
1: other one because it might be you know something to do with something that we're talking about okay okay yeah the, the the first one is is jared's shockingly i'll just say this on the very high level shock i'm like I was like, I've hinted at Airplane. I was like, throwing around some ideas of A movies. And I, I knew he was going to pick his own because he's always picked his own everything. But I can't say I was impressed. Like, I knew we were, we were, we were going to get somewhere in that genre kind of field. Like, I figured, like, his selections the rest of the year will be – that'll be kind of what we're I mean, That's two
2: gigantic clues right there. I mean, <laughs> you already know that it starts with A, and you already
1: know that it's like <laughs> – this is gonna be a timestamp situation (laughs) it's a very specific kind of now mine obviously i was being uh, a joke that turned into something that i had to watch which turned into something that i liked which i was like hey by the way i could defend it so of course like the the meta irony simpsons you know mystery wrapped in a riddle covered in an enigma chirping with secret sauce it's it like of course it all comes back uh, and eats its own tail but yours oh my god <laughs> i hear the name of it first of all you hear the name of this movie if you're familiar with either of the franchise you hear the name of the movie you're like i've never heard of this that sounds cool though how come that was wasn't there like a video game name that like that seems like a cool idea like yeah why not have two of those things but <laughs> and i don't know how i missed it the first time around but uh l- like batman v superman uh it kind of fits the tradition of of i don't know what was going on in that time in this country when we were like hey let's take two awesome things and let's make them worse
0: <laughs> but, whoa, whoa. Uh,
1: <laughs> i mean i don't know how much you want to spoil because we're gonna have
2: to talk about this at length on Saturday's well i was recording re- but
1: i just
0: I, yeah,
1: yeah. I want to pair this with your, with your tales from the crypt stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with Billy Zane. I mean, that's, that's fair. Uh, yeah. what, what, what's going on with these favorite movies, Eric? What, what's wrong?
2: <laughs> I also just like genre films. I like horror and sci-fi and it's, I don't even think you didn't mention it. It's alien versus predator is yeah, alien movie. versus predator, which is it's my movie. It's, Not a great movie, just like, as I admitted, you know, Demon Knight is not, you know, high art or anything, but I fucking love it. I love the Alien films. I love the Predator films, kind of like what you just mentioned. You put them together, like, how can you go wrong? Like, admittedly, it, it is not a, you know, cinematic masterpiece by any stretch, but I think it's entertaining. I like it. I think it has its redeeming qualities for sure. Do I understand that people don't like it and it's like almost universally critically panned? Absolutely. I get that. But I think it's certainly not without its charms. There's definitely worse pieces of shit out there for sure.
1: Yeah, there's way worse stuff. There's way, way, way worse stuff. But man, I've only got through the first hour. I watched it at lunch today. I'm like, I'm gonna do my homework and watch all the movies, even the other ones that I'm already familiar with. Uh, Jerry's pick, I've seen like a billion times years ago, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Eh, it kind of holds up, uh, but yours, man, I am one hour in it i think, wow. This, this
2: well, is it's not that long. Hard. I think there's like only forty minutes left or something. I think. Oh, so. thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's now it's ramping up, so I think you you should be getting to the the climax here.
1: So the, think- there's there's always like these movies that start with like. Those throw you right in there like right in the deep in five minutes of there like you don't really need to know the story here's where we're getting to like i can't believe how long this movie just cocked you like <laughs> we're finally there and we're like, you're right and I'm, and now i'm thinking about it i'm like yeah there really isn't much stuff left here and it's kind of we'll, we'll go through a full breakdown but uh yeah i i was just curious about your selections here uh what would you say the worst movie you ever saw was the worst movie. I, oh man. I, you know, from like
2: 2009 up until I don't even remember when I was keeping like a spreadsheet where I was actually rating all the movies and like me and my cousins kind of would do that. And we would trade the sheets back and forth to kind of see like what we should check out, what we should avoid. And I, there was several on there that I would, it would, it would be like a, you know, from a zero to 10 scale. But you know, with decimals, so something could be like a 8.2 or whatever. <laughs> you know. Um I there was several movies. I I never gave anything like a 0.0 because like we normally have like a 20-minute rule. Like if it's so shit or just abjectly terrible after 20 minutes, we'll just turn it off. Like the you know anything that I actually stuck all the way through to the end got at least like a 0.1. Like I, I it was at least an interesting enough premise that I was like, okay, I, I watched the entire hour and a half or whatever of this thing. It, it had to at least been something, you know, it had to at least have an actor that I liked or it was written or directed by someone that I liked or had something entertaining or, or something that kind of grabbed me. Um, so I think, probably the lowest was like a 0.1. And I mean, I don't remember what it was. I think there was several on there that were like, you know, zero point something,
1: but were those usually horror films or comedies or dramas? Like no, what was it? All, all kinds it could have been like, anything.
2: Yeah. There was like, uh, Oh shit. There was one, it was a foreign film, and so right away I know. Oh, that right yeah, right, right. You'd be yeah. like, oh yeah, <laughs> of course that would be like. <laughs> it makes um, sense. No, I think it was French. It was like the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie, or something like that. It was just like wow, that sounds it's, terrible. <laughs> it's, like it had like an interesting enough premise, and, and like I had heard that it was good, and so I checked it out. I just I like, could not. I just did not grasp or hold me. So,
1: so you're a horror fan. What about schlock like uh, Green Inferno, like some Eli Roth late, not even good surprising Eli Roth like
2: I've seen I don't like garbage a the, disgusting Eli Roth I know I mean I don't like like you know cannibal holocaust because obviously I'm a huge you know animal yeah. advocate so I don't want to see anything where you know there's such like rampant real like animal abuse or anything like that I have watched Green Inferno but I don't like you know torture porn stuff like the first saw is incredible and I haven't seen it a while, so I don't know how well it holds up, but I saw that in the theater and, and loved it. And so the first Saw, I think like, yeah, they didn't need like a billion sequels after it, but uh, the first one I still think holds up, but like all the rest of like the torture porn genre kind of stuff like hostile and things like that, I'm I'm not into. I don't like, you know, gratuitous like torture for the sake of that. Like
1: that, that hostile scared the hell that's when i knew i was like i will never <clears throat> no way i'm going to europe no way And i know it's a movie and i know it doesn't really happen hopefully i mean definitely like child pedophile rings i don't think they kill them i think they do other. i think they do worse things to, to children but like eastern europe like immediately scratched off my list i'm like okay <laughs> Start in Italy and go north. Everywhere, everywhere. Well, isn't it funny that movies had the power to do
2: that? Like Jaws. Like how many people were just like petrified? You're like even now, you know, forty yeah. years, forty some years later, to just like not even go swimming. Actually, it's what almost fifty years now at this to
1: this point. But people won't yeah. go swimming in the lakes because of
2: <laughs> yeah, just or, or swimming pools because it's just like they're convinced that there's a shark in there. It's it's so funny.
1: The power I, of cinema, man. No, no, yeah, just. Yeah, I, I, there's, I, I can't wait till we talk about this on Friday. Make sure you guys are uh, listening to that podcast. File Entertainment, new movie season. Get yourself get yourself ready. Get yourself primed. Go back and listen to the movie tournament. That one dropped uh, a couple weeks back. That one's in the feed right now. Go ahead and check that one out. That one's got Eric. It's got Jared. It's got the guys from Let's Play Death Ray. Um, who am I forgetting? Did they, no, Guyo didn't stop by, did he? No, Megan's that? on there. Megan's on there yeah. as well. And- and in yourself and Jared is in rare form as always. So <laughs> it, it's enjoyable for you. <laughs> so make sure you go check out file and the mu- the uh, movie madness episodes in the feed right now. And then this Tuesday will be the a episode, the first episode, the inaugural episode of the a through Z function. Uh, we got some bangers here, got some real bangers. And I, I think, uh, I think we're going to win some fans and and we're going to win some uh we're going to win some uh some friendly arguments or like i i really wonder how yours is going to play with jared cuz when i'm watching it it's hard for me to watch it in a vacuum knowing that like okay i have to bring some ad, you know some ideas about this and like what i think of it critically and i can't help but think like i don't know if i should if i should mention that i wonder what jared's going to mention like it, i'm always now I'm, I'm, I'm very much got the wild card in my head now.
2: <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I did try to leave it up to you. I, I said that I had like three ideas, you know, that I was going to try to narrow it down. And one of those was Amelie. And you're like, yeah, I'd be into that. Like I remember seeing that. Yeah. At, like ASU film class. And then I said, but <laughs> I also brought up Alien versus Predator. And you said, yeah, I'd be into that as well. And then Jared was the one that's like, oh, I love Alien versus Predator. So <laughs> I don't know, but. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's going to like it for some like weird obscure or like some cringy reason
1: or like some... a heavy metal soundtrack or yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or or if there's going to be some, uh, I don't know. He mentioned liking alien uh, covenant. I think he said was the one that he mentioned in the text message. I don't remember, but yeah, he, I think he likes those films as well. So, I don't know what he's going to say about it, but uh, yeah, Friday will be very interesting. And I also him, I, I brought up a uh, a new segment. We're going to have three very important questions about each film. <laughs> and so know, knowing me and knowing the kind of questions that I come up with, obviously, it's a very tongue in cheek, the title. But uh, I think they're going to be some good talking points. Oh, uh, yeah, so, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Wait.
1: Uh, so, is it Hootie officially retired? Is that bit still available? I'm asking for a friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. You, you can use is it Hootie whenever you want. But I would suggest that it remain, you know, kind of uh, on the shelf because if you don't bring it out of retirement, then you're. Oh, that I were the super champion. champion. Yeah.
1: yeah, that is true. With but no maybe- way of being defeated. Maybe I, I have to do a Ken Jennings sound. I have to take my act on the now that I've conquered the game. I have to go <laughs> out and be like, "Is it Hootie?"
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> see, I could play. I see this playing out very much like uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, being taken very, very seriously. <laughs> Dramatic music, like a nice light. Um, not a lot of money, I imagine. Like <laughs> maybe a, a million Shibu Inu. <laughs> I think I could probably swing that. <laughs> yeah all right I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna take that uh, you're you're like merv griffin <laughs> great idea i'm going to take it and, uh, it might end up in production hell but uh let me get to our next thing here i want to get to our twitter plug they
0: say i had a twitter site
1: if you're not already quick reminder make sure you're following the show on twitter we're at evlmrk once again it's evlmrk you find the best retweets comments memes once again on twitter evlmrk and look for hashtag ems to see links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talk about in today's episode, you can also DM me, and I'm Wilverson Come check out your boy on the tweeter. All right. We are going to get into it today. We have America's Favorite Game. Waited too long. I'm going to bring it to you right now. Let's start today with America's Favorite Cat-Based Podcast trivia game. To test your knowledge of cinema's greatest movies, it's time to play a little What's Wrigley Watching, presented by Chewy.com. meow, 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 meow. meow, meow. All right. So <laughs> if you'll remember from two weeks ago, so last week we had the shibbies but the week before that we had the, uh, the week after the championship game, a uh, college football championship game. Our winner was Joshua in long Island, New York, who correctly guessed the film airplane. And we decided to he wanted to pick this one. Uh and i honor our winners. I, I have a better clip picked, but this was uh this you know what I'm gonna go with supercut. I'm I'm not gonna let him choose. His is <laughs> his is the jive scene where the guys are talking jive. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean some things aged beautifully. Like, look, Buster Keaton is gonna be the height of physical comedy, right? Like won't change like <laughs> keystone cops it'll always be a funny bit right like no matter what a bunch of people running one way running the other and then they run into you each- that, that's human nature that speaks to our souls a, a racial <laughs> thing from the 60s i don't know the Jerries of the world will not let it go <laughs> we have to have this <laughs> we have, to have this weird disgusting thing you don't understand it's like people who hang on to like haggis and Manuda. Like, it's, it's up. Give it up, man. It's over. <laughs> you don't have to do that. You don't have to punish yourself like that. <laughs> trauma food and trauma movies are over. We don't have to do that. We don't have <laughs> to do that anymore. Uh, here, let me give you a supercut of Airplane. How many things to make love last? Most of all, it takes
0: respect. And I can't live with the man I don't respect.
2: What a pisser.
0: Excuse me, we'd like you to have this flower from the Church of Religious Conscience. Oh. They say, see abroad to get that booty act? <laughs> Alright, request Vector. Over, huh? Flight 209er clear for Vector at 324. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, roger. What's our Vector, Victor? Howard radio clearance over. That's Clarence over. Over, roger. Huh? Roger, over.
1: What? Who? I was in the Air Force, stationed in Drambui, off the Barbary coast. You know, there's not enough uh, beats in this uh, dramatic Air Force flashback. <laughs> there would have been way more. I scenario. used to hang out at the
2: Magumbo Bar. It was a rough place, a sedious dive on the wharf, populated with every reject and cutthroat from Bombay to Calcutta. It's worse than Detroit. <laughs> Zing!
1: <laughs> I still, I still don't have a drum. Roll. I have a drum roll, but I don't have a. <laughs> The rim shot, I don't have a rim shot. I need rim shot. I have to, uh, there's, there's a terrible joke to be made there, but I'm there. So, <laughs> congratulations, Joshua. In uh, where like what Guido land? Oh, Long Island. <laughs> That's right. I knew it was somewhere in New York. Did you say Guido lands? Yeah, yeah, some Guido place, right? Like, like Long
0: Island.
1: Isn't that all Italians? <laughs> Well, I mean, Joshua, he could be Jewish. I mean, there is that, too. I mean, there's no way Joshua in Long Island is, like, Puerto Rican, right? Maybe. Definitely not Mexican. Definitely probably not a wasp. Like, he's got to be a Jew (laughs) or an Italian, right? Am I right here or am I wrong?
2: God, (laughs) I think, I don't know, going by Joshua, that (laughs) does sound pretty waspy, I think, honestly. Like, if you like shorten it to Josh, like I don't
1: know. Actually, yeah, going he, by Joshua, that's that's pretty yeah. waspy, dude. Going, you're right. Going by the full name Joshua, I see. Like, I think a Jewish guy would shorten it to Josh, and you'd be like surprised. You'd be like, oh, okay. But Joshua, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe Joshua, we need you to write back in. <laughs> Let us know what it's. If what you're still listening. listening. If you don't hate us, yeah, <laughs> we we need to know the demographics of Long Island. <laughs> Do you have any friend dresser types there? Please let us know. Email the show. Um first movie out of the gate for Wrigley. Nice classic comedy. This is the one I suggested to uh to Jared. Uh air, anything we could have gleaned from possibly taking on airplane before we get into this week's.
2: What do you mean? Like if had he chose airplanes?
1: Yeah, or- had he had he chose airplane, like I, I think I would have been more, I would, first of all, I would have been impressed by his comedy taste. I'd have been like, hmm, I wonder if that's like, let me look up best comedies of all time that start with an A and let me see if there's an article out there. But if I didn't see a, an obvious article out there, I'd be like, hmm, I'm kind of as imp- impressed with his choice. This is like when, uh, this is like when most people tell you they like Monty Python. They get, like a, an un- undeserved amount of prestige gets applied to their name. They probably don't deserve. Right, like, mm. yeah. I mean, I don't dislike them as much as
2: you do. I mean, I think a lot of their stuff is really overrated. But I mean, there are some kind of gems in there that
1: that genuinely do make me laugh. So I don't. But just mentioning despise. it, it kind of gives you kind of a, a cachet, right? Like a comedy cachet. If you like, oh, I like this and I don't like that. Yeah, I. He did
2: choose – he does have on his list Caddyshack, which I know that you have a a
1: lot of love for. He's a man of fine taste, obviously. (laughs) I take back back everything I ever said about Jared. (laughs) Uh, uh,
2: Yeah, I wasn't really surprised by his selection. Um, There are some – man, if you take a look. If you take a look at his spreadsheet, dude, we're going to be in for uh, a long season. That's for sure. Some of his picks are just like, you know, very,
1: very on brand for for Jared. So, um, you know what? Yeah, this, I have, this was a lot of left field for him. I have not looked at his list, but now that you, you mentioned that, let me. Uh... Oh, oh, okay. None of these are terrible. Uh, let's see what speaks to to me the most here. The the V the V option really that uh, really shocks me. I mean, I'm not looking at it right uh, <laughs> as he, we speak. So he uh, chose right. Vanilla
2: Sky. No, I think that was me. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> That's no, weird. no. He you you did too.
2: That's what I mean. You both chose Vanilla Sky. Oh, I think that he probably didn't have a V selection because some of them I had like I tried to put like two options on there because we were. Deciding we before we decided that we were going to go three movies, I think we were gonna, under the assumption that we were just going to try to pick a V movie or like pick a movie between the two of us that we both agreed on. Uh, I think so, maybe
1: you'll entertain any option other than he chose this guy, basically.
0: Yeah,
2: well, I mean, again, I don't have it directly in front of me to look at so I'm just kind of spitballing here, but I think that was the case because I, I think in some cases he didn't have a selection. And so he was kind of just like defaulting to mine. Um,
1: so I don't know. Maybe he I, I chose Vanilla I mean, Sky, but I, 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 could see him, I could see him liking uh, Vanilla Sky. Like I wonder if he likes the symbolism of it or do you think he just, there was a lot of weird shit in it too. Yeah, I was trying to think. Like, does it have birds? Because I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know why,
2: why he would have chosen. it. Cameron Diaz, maybe is. Yeah, the, oh, the... We,
1: okay. That okay. Yeah, now we're we are we now we're kind of piecing it together. <laughs> I I, I kind of love his list. I'm looking at his entire list right here. There's nothing that like I'm really surprised there isn't like uh, Boondock Saints. I'm really surprised he didn't go with that. I, for the but, wrong reasons. Yeah. No, I was really hoping for that, but that seems a little too like. <laughs> he's the wrong age if he was maybe like five years older that would probably be right in his his wheelhouse everything else kind of yeah it, it, nothing nothing there's another one here hmm. ordinary angels that kind of shocks me that's kind of uh like see i look at your list and i go yeah this is all on brand some of this is like prestige some of it's really interesting stuff uh like it's it's very uh particular and you can tell the ones that are like the Here's the ones particular. that are the lesser known ones, like your D choice. So it's it's one that people haven't not watched enough, you know, haven't watched it. So it's it's kind of a good one. But his are all like, yeah, you're right. These are all on brand, kind of like what I expect, except ordinary angels, that kind of freaks me out. Um <laughs> this the rest of this is like Edgelord Bro stuff, which I can appreciate. Um I love he's got a Mel Gibson on movie on <laughs> he's got the absolute best one. <laughs> <laughs> Payback really is the best. movie. Well, so uh, any of
2: that talk intrigues you people, you can go check out file entertainment all season long.
1: You got You got to we'll know what movies going to pick next. Movies. Oh my gosh. You got to find out what he's going to pick next. There's going to be some unbelievable. Maybe he might change them. He might switch them up. Uh, but yeah, so we are all in on cinema, but who else is all in in cinema? Wrigley himself is all in cinema because he has another movie this week set us up for this one, Eric. He sure does. And again, this is going to be incredibly easy. So
2: this is definitely going to be a time stamp (laughs) scenario. So uh, Wrigley's always wanted to be part of the show, which is why he's lent his paw of approval to our tacos. Not featured in this episode. He's spoiled. He has his own room with his own TV and DVR, which he's using to watch uh, cinema to contribute to the show, which is awesome. But unfortunately, since he's a cat, he's not the best at communication. So he's been using the dog's communication buttons to try to tell us about this old movie that he was watching. Maybe you, dear listener, can be like Joshua in Long Island and help Mark and I piece together what's Wrigley watching. Here are your incredibly easy clues (laughs) for this week. Timer starts now. Now, yes. Snowflake
1: in danger. Hmm. Maybe like a (laughs) liberal in danger, maybe? (laughs) Maybe different. different. (laughs) Well, if that (laughs) one was too vague,
2: get ready for this one. (laughs) 84 AFC championship ring. (laughs) Okay. We should have a winner by now. (laughs) (laughs) If that was too vague, (laughs) this is the center laces out. (laughs) Uh, We'd be cooler about all this nowadays. Fighting the Philadelphia Eagle. And blue, I don't have my normal write-up. Uh blue was getting a little testy with Wrigley that her and ghost should be a part of this thing he's got going on. So they've collectively agreed that the sixth clue would be combined between them, which we're calling blue's clues slash ghost gift. And for this week it is Asshole Mio. <laughs> <laughs> so once again from the top, as if you need it, uh you got Snowflake in danger. 84 AFC championship ring laces out. We'd be cooler about all this nowadays fighting the Philadelphia Eagle and asshole. Amigo. <laughs> and if you watch your pet to be spoiled, like Wrigley G- ghost, blue Havana and Jared stinky birds. You can find the best stuff to give them their best life at chewy.com as a Chewy chewy affiliate we earn commission for qualifying purchases you can find the link in the show notes and get started
1: treating your pets like superstars so make sure you're sending your answers to i need the name of the movie and i need the scene you want picked uh for next week when we present the winner uh again name of the movie the full name i need need the full title her yes, IMDb. very important because yeah. also
2: Jared, like he told us to watch this film, and then he sends something in the Discord message about
1: <laughs> about the sequel, and I was like, you <laughs> fucking idiot! So. Not, I was like, I'm not gonna. I'm like, look, I love, I love Eric. I love to do his show. He does my show every week. I I love to return the favor, but I don't know if I can watch. <laughs> I don't know. If I, can, I don't know if I can put myself through that again. Like, if maybe maybe you'd like to try heroin together instead <laughs> watching the sequel. Maybe something less deadly to your health. <laughs> like you're like, Hey, you want to huff glue? And it'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's preferable to the, oh, the sequel you, of this movie.
2: You asked him, you sent him a text message asking him if he picked vanilla sky. <laughs> yeah, okay. I did. Awesome. Well, let's see if he comes back up while we're on here. Cause
1: that'd yeah, be fun. <laughs> I did it. Uh, I did. Uh, I, I'm, now I'm fascinated. This is, this is, uh, by the way, make chewy.com is awesome. I just got my chewy box in today. I'm out at, at work during the day, uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. Do, 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 get the little message that, uh, uh, from the doorbell, the video doorbell, boom, new packages here. I'm out there getting it. Chewy.com food, dry food, wet food, brand, it trying just a brand new uh, dry food too. Uh, and it was, cheaper than what it was actually labeled. It changed the price on me in a good way. And and an extra cat toy in there. Uh, a little nice. uh something that wasn't even on my list. Uh cat did not appreciate it, but the cat does not play with toys at all. But still it was well, nice. it, it came in a box, right? I'm sure Tavanna yeah. probably liked the box. So I mean. Oh she loves the box. Yeah. Once she wants to chew the box. The box is more <laughs> appetizing than the food. Uh just because the cat is weird. But yeah. Toy uh, redud the price. Uh, don't know how that all worked out, uh, but all the changes on my packing slip. Awesome. Awesome company. If you have a pet, if you have pets in your life, or you're thinking about getting the pet, you want to get all this stuff to accommodate the pet, all the accoutrements of, of pet ownership and get all of it. Chewy.com. Make sure you look into this episode into the show notes. So the description, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can go into the description. There's jokes hidden in the description, but there's also that link use that link to your shopping comes right to your door. This was lightning fast Uh, set up. Now I'm set up for, for about two months now because there was such a great sale. so now I, I, it's, it's just chilling out. Now I'm just enjoying my time uh, until I have to order again. So make sure you're using chewy.com. Yeah, this is, this is one of the things like, uh, and maybe we can get into this now that we've, we've gotten to the meat of the show. Oh, well, let me, let me give you a little sound effect here.
0: I'm telling you, it's what all the ancients said, it's what they warned of, it's what we're dealing with. They're demons.
1: them 'em, I'm unlimited. I'm unlimited. Um <laughs> so we're gonna get into the meat part of our show. Because we're doing this a couple of days early to accommodate real life situation. We didn't want to leave you without a show. We want to make sure you got what's really watching. And, uh, we will have a winner for next week. And then next week we'll be getting into all our regular sports stuff. Um, so we are actually recording a little early and then our, our plan was like, we're going to talk about. I don't know what. I kicked around the idea of movies, but since we're on the topic of Jared, let's start there. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> nothing, bad, nothing bad. Are we prepared to go this long? This could be a seven-hour episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make this a two-parter. Drops on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> the like second half on Thursday. I, I, one of the things that I, that I love, besides him being a wild card, is that I, I can never really get a beat on it. Like He could have... Could, it could totally be feasible that he loves vanilla sky for some weird, obscure reason. And then I would need to dig more and then you will get nowhere. You'll find out the detail and they'd be like, Oh, why is that happening? Uh, And then you'll dig and you'll get nowhere. But
2: like his reasoning would be like, Oh, I was looking at the sky and cause that's where birds fly. And, you know, I love my birds. I have birds, you know, here's some more pictures of my birds. And, I was. I had some ice cream. It was vanilla. So yeah, I just you know Vanilla Sky is. I think my favorite movie. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and it's got Tom Cruise. He kicks a lot of ass. (laughs) But wait, wait, he does. Remember when he was running on the on the roof? It's like wait a minute, hold on. We need to go back and watch Vanilla Sky. Did he run in that movie? That's gonna be the one movie
0: he didn't run in, right? No, he does Um,
1: run in. He does run. I'm I'm positive of it. (laughs) Now (laughs) hold on, Jamie. Tom Cruise running, Vanilla Sky. Tom Cruise running. Yes. Oh, of course. When the city's deserted, and he uh, he drives his car up. There's nobody in Times Square. He does. You're right. He does run in this one. So <laughs> no worries. He's like <laughs> he just looks cool. He runs through an empty Times Square, which is kind of visually stunning, but. I think a little bit done to death at this point, right? Like nowadays you would just be like, okay, of course that's CGI. Like I'm assuming back here with, with this, I, th-
2: I think at that time they, I think they actually did close it off for uh, several minutes or something. And it was like this huge, I could be conflating this with something else, but I, I seem to remember like, this was a like a huge doing that they had to, uh, you know, route pedestrian traffic and all kinds of stuff to actually shut it down for like 10
1: minutes to get the shot geez and and this is back when they right before did before it got trl you can see the you can see a porno shop there you can see this wasn't like 70s dirty but this was like early 90s dirty this is before like mtv came in there and cleaned it up now it's like all wall-to-wall advertising and like uh guy fieri restaurants and tgi friday is like <laughs> m&m store like all the good stuff that you want and like a panera bread you know what i mean <laughs> Now it's like now it's it's like a wonderful uh playland, but back then it's still a little seedy, but there <laughs> is Tom Cruise, yeah, like I could totally see him being like he likes this movie because because Tom Cruise is such a badass and like or some odd reasoning behind a good <laughs> I, choice, I,
2: I think we're giving him too much credit. I honestly think that he didn't have the v pick, and he just kind of like. Left- <laughs> Jumped on mine. I, I think I
1: really think that's what it is. He saw yours and he was like, "Yeah, you know what that sounds like. I've heard that's a good movie." <laughs> he, he responds with, "What?" So yeah, he he clearly has no idea what the fuck is going on. Here I am. I'm pulling for him. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like maybe he really did choose Manila Sky. Maybe he really likes it. Maybe. He... <laughs> I mean, he loves how the stories intertwine and, and then kind of kind of coalesce together at the very end into this oh, kind of explosion God. that informs all these characters' decisions and actions. Like we are, we are yeah. talking
2: about Jared here, Mark. Come on, <laughs> uh, you know, was it?
1: He, he was the one who did not. I, I'm thinking back to our movie Madness Tournament. Was he the one who who was so hell bent against Memento?
2: Oh, uh, David, he said, David, he was, okay. like, yeah, I said, uh, uber pretentious
1: and it yeah, didn't like it. It's funny. Like the, the, cause we mentioned Amelie in it, like in my ASU film class, my introduction to modern film, like those are like the first two movies we watched. <laughs> the first movie we watched was Memento. And I think it was like, it was like blew everyone's mind. Like, Oh my God, can you believe? Like it's got that, that of that era kind of twist. At the end, mm-hmm. and you like pieced it all together yourself, and you're like, Oh my god. And then we watched Amelie, which is like our under our foreign film chapter. And I remember not being totally put off by it, but I remember thinking I remember thinking like, eh, like this they're French, like when is this gonna get weirdly sexual? Or like what, <laughs> like what's where's the rub here? Why is this popular
2: <laughs> but oh, he's oh, he's responded. What is he saying now? He says what I'm. I lost. lost." Yeah, shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Then he sends me a separate one. What the hell are you talking about?
1: (laughs) You had your own choices. Choices under V. You had Vanilla Sky. I'm kind of surprised by that. Did you pick that or was it a copying mistake? Now I'm going to couch. This is
2: all riveting audio.
1: I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're now part of our group text. And instead of sending one message, I've said five different one line. (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, like yeah you know what so i've literally broke it down step by step by step and then asked a question to follow it up so we'll see if it, it's vanilla sky but yeah th- that's one of the reasons i like chair. he's always a wild card i've told you in the nfl season this this past year i've had a couple times where i was like yeah that makes more sense that makes more sense than what i was thinking i don't know <laughs> it's like i appreciate that I, I i don't know i'm shocked by that uh <laughs> music i other than the Australian, I don't think I was really surprised with his music selection if you go back to Final Entertainment Season 2 um, when he chose. I think the Australian one was kind of interesting. I still don't know where that came from. His musical journey, great episode. Uh, and then you could kind of get the uh, the timeline of country to to hard rock, to metal, to only in metal, and then describing his mm. his listening uh dipping his toe back into listening to country music as uh, going back to the farm. Yes. He sure (laughs) did. Which is an analogy that, which I, I found off putting, but I also really (laughs) like, how did you, how did you bump into, I know I, I ended up bumping him too on, on podcast How did you run into this, this gentleman? Uh,
2: Jared was,
1: Yeah. yeah, it was, um, yeah, through podcast
2: guest exchange as well. And um, I think he was uh, – it was like huh? – I think he had been doing Feathers and Friends for a while, but he was just looking for different people to kind of interview and branch out to. It was kind of around the same time that he was doing like
1: the uh, interview with the Starbucks people. Uh, and, like, and uh, The Fans like, girls and yeah.
2: Yeah, and like the, the chef that had like worked for the Packers or something in the past. And so he was just looking to interview – different people. And I said like, Oh, you know, I was trying to do like promotion for the show or or whatever. And so I said, I'd come on and, you know, we found out that, uh, we were both ex-military and, uh, that, you know, liked animals and played video games and just, you know, kind of had some stuff in common and, uh, just kind of hit it off and, uh, here
1: we are. <laughs> here we go. Okay. Uh, let, me, let me read this to you in his voice. <laughs> I, I know I can do a Marin. I don't know if I can do a Jared. Ah, gosh, I don't even know. Let me think of Jared. Like, How would you do it to Jared? Let's hear your Jared first. Never seen it, and I wanted a reason to watch it?
2: I think there's a scene where they're driving, and it was a brilliant, crazy scene, and they wanted to watch it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Never seen it, and I wanted a reason to watch it. I think there's a scene where they're driving, and it was a brilliant, crazy scene, and I wanted to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I I stand correct. I really thought he picked it. I was like, I was like, wow, look at him. <laughs> oh, and see,
2: I, I kind of thought that because I had gotten a hold of him, or that we had kind of hit it off. I think it was around that same time. Where you had invited me back, I think, oh, what to, you do, unlock uh, my world. Mm-hmm. And you and were both on the I, show at the same time, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then it kind of just spiraled from there. You're like, hey, I know you. We've, we've been on each other's show. And I'm like, great. Everyone <laughs> in this contest knows each other except me. <laughs> so, I'm like, Pat Sajak never had to deal with this shit. <laughs> 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 like you think uh you know uh steve harvey was hosting family feud and it was like oh no these these families like each other damn like these people know each other
2: well it's kind of great though that you know there's just, like the the power of reddit and just like that thread of you know a guest exchange thing has led to real world friendships you know like we confide things in each other we've you know visited uh and are planning another visit potentially and it's uh it's led to you know multiple years of us uh, having you know real life friendships and a, a weekly show, so that's that's pretty neat. And then there's Jared. Awesome. <laughs> <Also. laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, he, he's funny. I, I love that. Yeah. So you were right. I credit to you. Uh, you. You were per the emailers. Not only were you, not only are you right right now, but you're funnier than me at the uh, at our Shiva Awards, which. <laughs> That's off to you. I, I can't say credit for it. Mark wrote all the dialogue for
2: it, and he just he punched up uh, some more of my stuff. And I actually he was going to read that whole thing, and I was like, you know, in most cases, if there's a co-host scenario, the co-host takes some of those things. And it was just just so happened that you know Mark punched up those sections to make my bit funnier. That's how selfless you know. Mr.
1: Uh. Is, so. Uh, you added stuff. It was, it was a collaboration and, uh, and yeah, I'm glad that you suggested it because I would have just read the whole thing and I would like, Jesus, I wrote too much. <laughs> I would have got it halfway through and have been like, no, I got to dump this. I got to dump that. I got to, no, this is, this is just too much, too much stuff. <laughs> what I wanted to get to next here was, uh, I know one thing we haven't done in a while and, and I think you might be intrigued by this. Uh, like it doesn't matter if you're. I got to find my news sticker first. So, uh, uh, how about you read the ad? Like that'll take us to halfway point. And <laughs> yeah, I <can> go <laughs> for sure. Buy but, you some time. But, but, but wait, I'm, I'm making the sign on the side of the stage. I'm going vamp, vamp, run long. <laughs> I'm pretending like I'm stretching mozzarella cheese. I'm going mm, mm, stretch, stretch, stretch it for me, please. I got to go <laughs> find my my paperwork here. Uh, yeah, that let's pay it. some bills. I
2: will buy you some time. And speaking of buying, you can buy some crypto. Today's episode is brought to you by Shiba Inu. SHIB, Shiba Inu token, is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world. Way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular crypto, surpassing both Dogecoin and Bitcoin on CoinMarketCap. You can buy hashtag SHIB on all the most popular coin exchanges, like Mark's favorite of Coinbase, but the best place to find more information is by following at SHIBToken on Twitter slash X. There you'll find the links to the Discord, the subreddit, Telegram, and everywhere else to find more info on Shibi Inu. You want to be a Shib millionaire just like our buddy Jared? You can do that. Now show us those diamond paws, Shib to the moon.
1: All right. I found it, but what did I do with it? I fo- oh yeah, here we go. We haven't done this <laughs> I section. Found yeah, i okay. found it and then i lost for first second we haven't done this it's i think it's time it's been long overdue for this i like most americans is can proudly say i'm very uninformed i know we're in some war or another i think we're in two wars right like are we in two or three how many are we down to eric i have no the idea ukraine we got the, the the israeli i we know i know we got two I don't know if we're still doing the Iraq one. That one might be I know we're you know we I think we're still doing that one. Uh we're not we're no longer doing the Afghanistan. So we I got we, Yeah, didn't we pull uh, or that was all out of out of Afghanistan, not Iraq, right? We pulled That's, everybody from Afghanistan. Yeah, we're definitely out of Afghanistan because I remember there was a pullback. I, I get emails about that all the time from the libertarian part. <laughs> We could have won. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of like weird Phoenix Suns existence they're living where they're just convinced <laughs> that things just would have been different. If only, if only like the, it's all the, all the championships they would have won if, if, they, <laughs> if they just would have stuck with it. No, no. So we haven't done this in a while. And, and like like, like most Americans, it, I don't stay abreast of the news. So that's why I leave it to there, there's only one trusted news source now in today's America. And that
0: is, <laughs> conspiracy news
1: (laughs) let me see here okay there is a ton of stuff in conspiracy news the first one we kind of talked about this and ask Mark anything. Uh, I point to user laser shot. Zero uh, seven, nine, one prominent <laughs> conspiracy user. And he posts, Eric, let me just give you the headline first before I, I give you the, his thoughts. And then I'd like to hear your thoughts. The headline okay. headline, January 25th, 2024. <laughs> I'm here to report. Porn makes you weak. In a shocking story from Lasershot0791, he says, Guys, take it from a person who recently discovered he was has a porn addiction. A porn is designed to make you weak, pathetic, and use up your energy. There's a reason why it's so accessible, because you are the product. The average testosterone rate is dropping as well. Sex is so easily pushed nowadays in social media, on TV, in music, and... Emphasis, emphasis, emphasis... On billboards... I can understand everywhere else that sex is pushed, but the billboards, I also agree with them. Eric, your thoughts. Porn makes us weak. It's designed to make you, make you weak, pathetic and use up your energy.
2: I mean, I guess. Yeah. If you're not doing anything else, like if you're just (laughs) constantly looking at porn and beating off and you're probably, uh, you know, yeah, probably pretty tired. And, uh, maybe you, (laughs) Weak and uh, low on energy and uh, fluids, um, so I, I, I don't know. I, there, like. We... I would like to gauge what his uh, his thought process on addiction is. Like he says that he was addicted to porn, because you hear like some people that say that they have like a sex addiction, addiction or whatever. That you know, like Gaio says that he's like a oh, yeah sex addict, where he was yeah. like where he was saying that he was having like if he went longer than like 16 hours, like there'd be like problems or something. So you're having sex every 16 hours. Uh, Like, like, I mean,
1: I don't know how that works. I don't know. Like, I I, I still don't, I can't even get into the nuts of bolts, bolts of that. Like you you have to shower, right? Yeah. But you have to have a job, right? Like, like it just, yeah. So, well, it's been 16 (laughs) hours. I got to clock out. I gotta, I gotta go get some. For, forget the like trying to find a woman or trying to find whatever within that time period. Let's put that. Let's like put that elephant out of the room for just one second. <laughs> but Just the logistics of it. Like, you're like I gotta take a shower. I gotta eat at some point. Like, you, like you're either cutting corners or you're combining things, which I think is like you're eating on the toilet, you're eating over <laughs> sink. You're you're yeah, you're. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of where. Worth- where the addiction comes
2: into play, right? Like that you're forsaking other things like your job. And like, if you have a, a family or a spouse, you're obviously you're forsaking them. You're not having intercourse with your wife because you're, you know, you prefer porn that, I mean, that kind of constitutes an addiction to me. Like uh, it, that's my thought process. On it, I guess Do you I agree guess so. with that what? assessment,
1: I'm. I agree with you. There's one thing I kind of am envious of them, though, of the addicts, though, is like I've always thought about. I am being jokey, but the same time, like I've lost people in my life to addicts. So, but I always had this real thought. It's humorous in retrospect, but like I think addicts, like Harry Potter super fans, right? Like I remember when Harry Potter was big. You'd go to the movie theater and there'd be people dressed like Harry Potter and they'd be there even years ago when they were just in book form before we even got to the movies there'd be people at Barnes and Noble and be like, Hey, it's like eight o'clock at night. Why is this fucking blaze packed? Like no one's who, who are all these people and what book are they buying? What book can be that good? And it was, it, that was near the end of the, the run of those, those books. And I was jealous of them and I'm jealous of addicts for the same reason, because I don't think it ever been into any one thing that much like (laughs) nothing in my life i can point to be like i love that i I couldn't go there isn't anything that i couldn't be like yeah no i've had enough of that like there's things i love to do there's things i really enjoy uh like i love drinking i love having a beer but like if i had to go let's see 18 months Three weeks, two days, or that—like it would be fine. <laughs> like, <you> could, <laughs> could Survive, you know what I mean? Like, it would, yeah. Well, but to be that passionate about something is like there's something cool about. It. I mean, well, but there's
2: there's passion, today. and then there's the addiction, right? Because like, if it becomes too like, I think the implication that it's an addiction kind of crosses the line. It, it's no longer passion. Something that you have any enjoyment this is like a compulsion that you need to do it to survive like when when you're an alcoholic like you have to have you know bottles of booze stashed in the toilet tank like at work or whatever or you're gonna get like like the dts
1: you're gonna be like literally like "Mm." yeah like you
2: have to do it to be able to survive so i guess if you have like a porn addiction like you can't think of anything else until you've you know like orgasmed or or whatever like you have to watch porn and like everything else kind of falls by the wayside you know like work is affected all your other relationships like you don't have any other hobbies like you can't do anything else aside from do this and uh, that's kind of like what i
1: think like an addiction would be yeah because i think then if you can do your regular stuff like where's like is is all you so like we're talking like you blow your discretionary income versus you blow your like real income like you're like can't make my rent payment because i'm buying birds or whatever your <laughs> weird obsession is right like that's that's the line of demarcation is when you're when you're going into your living needs or you're taking time away from your normal stuff to to get involved with something you, even if it's positive or negative i'm sure you can get addicted to like good stuff right like there's that like David Goggins, he's like addicted to working out, running ultra marathons. That's gotta be an addiction as well.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's that, there's like the endorphins or whatever that you get from exercising and then, but then it's just like with anything, like obviously, you know, with drinking, like you can go to the moose and, and put back quite a few and not really be feeling anything because you've built up a tolerance, right. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're used to doing it. So I think the same is with like with working out as well, like, if you haven't worked out for a long time, and then you start working out, you're going to get those endorphins from, you know, working out or doing physical activity much quicker than if you have been working out every single day. That's why I think people have to vary their their workout sessions as well. Like, you know, focus on legs one day and arms, because if you just keep doing the same thing over and over, you're going to have to do that much more to kind of get that same feeling, that same high or whatever that you're constantly chasing.
1: Yeah, I I can definitely see that. That seems pretty, gosh, it seems. Yeah. What about this idea? Now the poster goes on in this, in this particular thread. He brings up the fact that, that porn is specifically manufactured as an opiate for the masses to alleviate themselves without indulging society in risky behavior. It's a form of control on the people. That does that seem, is this where we get into our tinfoil hats when we we take the next step? Now, so much of it is just like readily available for
2: free. Like, I mean, if there was, if it was all like a subscription based service, like if everybody was kind of like conscripted to like subscribing to an OnlyFans, something where there was like, you can point to something like <laughs> follow the money that like, it's all based about the money, right? Like if, if it was all like OnlyFans, you can say, okay, like everybody or, or the government or someone, some like kind of shady kind of group has their hands in this because they're, they're getting the money somehow and they're, they're trying to get you to subscribe so that they
1: get more money. Like what to what end?
0: Like, so are they who, doing it just as,
1: as people control, just trying to like control people. So they're not doing crazy stuff or so keep people busy with porn. And so they don't like, I don't know, study like green lithium or whatever that one is thing. that. Well, but can, there,
2: there's so many people like yourself that don't even, you know, partake in porn. So that's like how that's not, It's not really like a a foolproof way to get a hold of everybody. You know, there's a lot of people that don't like porn uh, in any kind of capacity. So, how, like, what control measures do they have
1: over those people then? It's not, it doesn't seem like it's a viable kind of thing. It does seem like you've seen these things where they're like, in some states, they're like, you you can't even have access to it because they, They've made it so you've got to verify that your end user is the right age. And I think there are some states in the country, I forget which one, it's like one of these weird Southern ones. It's definitely, there has to be an SEC school on where this story came out of like, there's some states that are like, that these porn, huge free porn companies. And I still, I don't see how you make any money off that, but these free porn companies are no longer going to offer, you know, their website. They're going to block out IEPs in these these particular states because they can't verify the age because there's these 80s mm. these weird state draconian age laws about like, you know, 12 year olds getting access to it. like, I'm all for like, I don't like the government getting involved in what anyone should watch. I don't like that. But like, there is kind of like, if you were, if you were 10, 11, 12, and you had access to what you could see now, like how would you get anything done? Like <laughs> part of it was, you could only dedicate so much time to it back in the nineties because it there was, there was no guarantee of a payoff. This is only like one of a billion sidelines projects you're working on. Right. As, as in that age bracket, they are like, Hey, we'll fall into this. Or maybe like one, one week you get a wild hair and you're like, let's go find this one guy. <laughs> our, our, our situation was like, we we're going to find this, uh, uh, this guy who downs went to our high school and, uh, he was, he, he was obviously older than all of us, but I think he was, he was just on that edge point where he was going to be done with his program. And he was high functioning guy. He wasn't like, it wasn't a sad kind of, he was more like Corky from that, that 80s TV show, uh, my so-called life, um, or no, was that 90s? life goes on, life goes on. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, my that, that was another guy, uh, Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah. That was another, that was another handicapped guy. <laughs> so it was more like Corky. like he was like he's, he's going to be fine like he's going to be somewhere putting stuff in in amazon boxes he's going to be fine like he's going to be way fine like <laughs> it's awesome here to like 50 years ago he probably would have been in like in like a weird scary place with white tile and he'd be being gassed but right now like it's cool like he's got an apartment it's all good so as a teenager, he was just past 21, and we were like, Hey, we're going to put some money together, and you'll go down to the bodega. The, the, the we called them grocery, grocery stores, but it wasn't a grocery store, it was a convenience store. Go down to the grocery store, and then, you know, you do buy, and then we'll come back, we'll give you $10. Like, we got all kinds of this, but it was only a sideline because we couldn't guarantee it because the guy would chicken out at the last minute, or he'd run off with the money. He's smarter than, <laughs> yeah, smarter <laughs> than you guys, but, smarter than us. But that's, told you where we were at, but like, it was never you could never dedicate so much alone time to it like you can't now if you were a kid now like how do you even function
2: yeah well i mean you'd hope that the that the parents are kind of stepping in oh and, you know you they're know. nowhere to be found
1: <laughs> <laughs> well a 10 year old got access to porn eric Eat come the on home
2: you'd hope that there's some kind of like parental restrictions. I mean, I know that there's like you know, I, my joke about it with uh, even Wrigley's thing with the, the DVR, like DVRs have like, you know, parental settings and sure. You know, kids can probably know the code or find ways around it. And there's always like the woods, right? I mean, I feel like as a kid, like you're, yeah, the woods. Like, similar, it's just me. Like there was always like fucking porn mags just strewn about the forest. Like, Whose responsibility was that to do that? Like, you know, what, what degenerate was just like, I know I'm going to go beat off in the woods and I'm going to leave this magazine here for kids to find, you know, it's the right of passage. Like that's what happens. Like, it's like a, it's like a cultural like, thing. It's like so in the zeitgeist. Like I think like everybody of our around our age had a, a similar story of like just messing around the, in the woods and coming around, like, coming across like
1: porno max. Like Eric, there should be a comedy where they like, when a guy becomes a widower, he has to be the guy who goes out, <laughs> and buys porn, <laughs> leaves it in the woods for random kids. It's my demise. societal responsibility. Like it, it's kind of a twist on the the Santa Claus. <laughs> 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 the, 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 the porn clause. The porn clause. <laughs> so the guy's wife dies like, like I like and maybe let's let's even make it like a joke of like she dies in the bed of like her Latin love or whatever. Like she dies. He's Okay, so I'm thinking Nicolas Cage is our guy,
2: right? Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. Maria Menounos is the the, the the deceased woman. She was in mm-hmm. bed with Mario
1: Lopez. Okay, we're really? we're rolling so
2: far. Okay. We're, we're rolling so far. We going?
1: And then he's visited by his uh, fairy godmother or fairy godfather. Ah, this is this is where you can like this is where you really gotta blow the budget. You're like, can we get Bill Murray right now? Like a, you know, <laughs> we, we probably get we could get Chevy Chase if the money's right. <laughs> and we can get him a, a walker or whatever he needs right now boom we got him he's the he's the fairy godfather he approaches nicholas cage he lets him know that now that your wife died uh he's like i don't care about her you know i, I gave up on her after she, what she did to me they're like it doesn't matter like the prophecy has to be fulfilled until the next widower until the next new widower where you have to be the guy who goes gets porn puts it like he's got to do all these things for adolescent children Like he has to make life better for them like he has to like uh change the you know different pathways so that they can actually talk to a girl he's got to like leap porn out in the world she's <laughs> like from wholesome to weird like <laughs> he's your guy until another until another man loses his his wife like he's got to fulfill that role it could be there you go 10 days it could be five minutes but he's got to fulfill the role yeah
2: i think we're onto something here i don't know that hallmark is going to sponsor it but i think we're onto something
1: we might have to go the indie route for this <laughs> we we, if only comedy central, if comedy central is around and they still have some of that uh <laughs> some of that money from the 90s we all we need we need like fifty thousand dollars <laughs> I think Nick Cage is going to ask for a lot more than $50,000. Well, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be selling drugs. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we just need the 50000 just to get the ball wrong. <laughs> then, oh, we <laughs> then we get the weight. And then you get drunk with power and then you're like, <laughs> you're supposed to be funding mm-hmm. that movie, but you're cheating that movie because you're funding something about the Roman Empire. Yeah. Just something that kind of fits with the allegory, you know what I mean? Just yeah. really wraps it in that that um. meta tortilla. But uh, let me get to our next question here. This one, I don't know if you've heard of this. One. This one is is conspiracy. But it's partially true because this has been found out by – that this is happening. Uh, This was reported by originally – gosh, let me just discredit everything I just said. This is originally reported by The Sun, but has since been picked up by other reputable outlets like the Daily Mail and Fox News. Mark? Zuckerberg's. Wait, did you just say Fox News is a reputable source? I'll, okay, I'll let you have it, I guess. I said The Sun, <laughs> Daily Mail, yeah. Fox News. And then I, Fox News. <laughs> I didn't say the, the, the true stalwart of journalism is TMZ. They're not included in that. <laughs> these these are like the uh, those ones I just mentioned. They're like the Penn State. They're tier two of, <laughs> of news organizations. Well, The Sun is more like a, they're more like the Northwestern. <laughs> I don't know, man. The sun, that's like fucking – that's
2: Cambridge right there, I think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cambridge. (laughs) Well, they are reported Mark Zuckerberg is building a new apocalypse bunker, and it sparked a bizarre look into the rest of other billionaires, uh, including, if you believe, this article. And some people on Reddit and 4chan, they say that this is not only – Zuckerberg's new property confirms a luxury – Fifty thousand square foot bunker, but there is also report that there is other work with other celebrities. They talk about a uh, Peter Thiel, PayPal founder. Um, they talk about Sam Altman, who owns OpenAI. Uh, Elon Musk is also uh, building a uh, underground bunker as well. Eric, do the Marcus Zuckerbergs and the Elon Musks and the Peter Thiels and the billionaire ruling class? Do they know something that we don't know? Are we going to be left out in the literal nuclear <laughs> cold?
2: No. I mean, eventually, probably, but I just like, I'm sure that there's some ring of truth to that. Not that they have, but not that they know something is happening, but that they all have like these, you know, doomsday bunkers or whatever that it's like they're still going to live in luxury while the rest of us are, you know, having our skin melt off from radiation <laughs> poison. But I, it's just like what's the point? you always see like these apocalypse movies where it's just like everybody's just like struggling to kind of to survive and to get to this bunker where they're gonna live huddled together you know in this you know a hundred square foot room for the next ten years until it's safe to come to the surface like why like what what would be the <laughs> point of that I'd, i when everything, when the entire Like, it's not something like they've got the money where they're going to, I mean, I guess it is kind of like a sci-fi trope where you have seen those movies too, where it's like they have like the escape shuttle where they're going to go to some other planet. Like, uh, I mean, I guess I get that. Like, if you've got money to leave the planet to go somewhere else where you're ostensibly going to be safe to live out the rest of your life. But if this is like an apocalypse scenario where it's like nuclear war or whatever, where the whole like you know, crust of the earth is, is melting. What's the fucking bunker going to do for you? Like, and why would you even want to live down there? just like under the melted molten lava for like what you can never go to the surface again, or you'll just die immediately. Like why, why even
1: bother? I I don't understand that. You you know what I think? I, this is my, this is my economic theory here. And please remember, and, and went to ASU, didn't graduate. So they don't get all the blame here, but I think the richer you get, the more Bond villain you get. Like That's why when these guys reach their apex, when they're at the multi-billionaire status, that's when they really embrace their inner Bond villain. And even though he's not a Bond villain per se, the Bond villain is just an amalgamation of uh, Lex Luthor just making it mm-hmm. cooler so you basically this is the the archetype. the richer you get the more bond villain you get so if you're a bad bond villain or you're like the leader of the henchmen like you're you're kind of in the organization then you obviously get the private plane but you don't get like the super yacht you don't definitely don't get the bunker the bunker this is like luxury uh you know you've you've topped out your levels uh, everything's there and you're literally just buying d l c to to play dress up with your ponies right like that's who, <laughs> that's where you're at when you're buying a fifty seven thousand foot bunker right <laughs> yes, absolutely uh, let me ask you now you mentioned apocalypse movies uh i i, I gotta tell you I, I don't know where all the the letters are down, but have you ever seen the original Omega man with mr n r a himself Charlton heston? <laughs> yes, I have. Oh, now that <laughs> that's my kind of zombie movie when <laughs> when i heard that they were going to make i am it's all based on a book by uh who's that matheson yes yeah uh and the book is called i am legend right correct damn i can't believe i remembered that when they said they were gonna make a remake of it that the it would eventually turn into the will smith version i was like i was so pumped because i was like i love omega man but it's definitely got the the feel of the 70s on it right like mm-hmm. oh yeah me- from from like the the, the where basically the, the zombies are protesters at one point bothering while he's trying to sleep to <laughs> to the turn at the very end of the of, of the black love interest it's just all very much like kind of in your face breaking expectations of what you expect from a monster movie right or have I way read Omega Man wrong? Uh,
2: Omega Man definitely a lot better than I Am Legend. I despised that movie. I, I don't know how you feel about the Will Smith version. I couldn't stand it. I Yeah. Well it's- I, I especially hate like at the end where I mean I okay, granted, you know, his his psyche is broken, he's been alone for so long, but when he's having like the full-on conversation slash argument with like the cardboard cutout, I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like I, I hate this so much. I I <laughs> i despised it with every fiber of my being the cgi was bad the acting was pissed terrible i did not care for that at all but it's, omega oh, man yeah still holds up really really oh, good for
1: it. he is great like there are some guys just like steve mcqueen uh, uh maybe he's my henry cavill Like, <laughs> like paul I, i'm more of a paul newman paul newman's like yeah that's got range okay he's just mm-hmm. he, Paul Newman could be the heavy. He could be the protagonist. He could be the, the overachiever. At the end. he could be he can do it all. Like it's unfair. It's unfair. he's like a LeBron. It's just totally unfair. But it exists. let LeBron too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, he hasn't happened enough bad things happen to LeBron. I'm without me picking on him. I mean, if only if they only he would give him enough. Him. If only the media would treat him fairly. It's gonna start with. Me. It's gonna start with me. It's just start right here on the show. I'm gonna be fair to him. I'm not gonna continue on with that. But that I am legend, man. It, it, I'm always. Anytime there's a bad Will Smith movie and someone says like I didn't like that, but I'm always like relieved. I'm like, okay. I like. I always go into these going. I don't like this guy. I don't like because it's always the same act. Like even mm. Men in Black. I was like, it, it's the same. He's the same character. The only time he wasn't that same character is when he was the African doctor. Or when he was Muhammad Ali, but really his character yeah, is just a bad version of Muhammad like, Ali. See,
2: I mean, I don't think that Will Smith is a bad actor, per se. Like I, I think he's good in Independence Day. He's, you know, really I think he's really good in the the biopic for Ali. I think he he did well with that. Um Men in Black is yeah, I mean, he it's fine. I mean, I, I think he kind of just he played the role that was meant to be played for that. Um Just, I haven't even seen After Earth, but I've, you know, he even hated it himself and everybody else hated it. So I'm going to take everybody else's word for it, including his own, that it's awful. Uh, I am legend, really terrible. I do, uh, we just, I think we talked about, um, and I always forget the name of it, but what's the, what's the, like the double cross heist movie that he did with Margot Robbie? Bless. oh um
1: um focus yeah that's right focus. Damn. yeah hell yeah i can't believe i remember that. Nice <laughs> that's good for I, I think
2: he was good in that like I, I think he's a good actor i think that just some of the roles that he takes and i am legend like no one can can convince me that he did good in that or that was a good film that i i'm See, getting angry thinking about it i hate it
1: so much he's my hirsch like he's in a movie and i'm like ah fuck here we go okay all right here okay. we go like he almost has the same kind of uh uh Bull Durham. Uh he's going through a divorce. Uh what's his name? Uh now he's a cowboy. Uh uh. Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner, yes. Like Kevin Costner really just plays Kevin Costner with all his movies. Like no one ever gives him any shit for that. He plays the the. It's only is he more wistful. That's the only mm-hmm. thing that changes in every Kevin, Kevin Costner character. He plays Kevin Costner, and then it's just a matter of how nostalgic and how wistful is he. Is he really really wistful, sad, uh, or is he really really cynical, all, uh, all uh, uh, major league? Like it, it, it's it's. Oh, I'm sorry, Bull Durham. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play anybody but Kevin Costner. And he gets no criticism for it. <laughs> like martin lawrence gets all the criticism is, like martin lawrence all he does is martin Lawrence. like he doesn't do anything that's fair because this is a comic turn actor but like kevin costner is a real actor he's supposed to have some kind of range he only plays kevin costner right am, am i taking crazy pills
2: here eric no I, I i agree with that i'm i was trying to think as you were saying that i'm like is that really is that Accurate. And I was like kind of going through in my head, like the roles that I can remember him in. And I, yeah, I think it's, it is the same guy maybe. Well, I do really like, uh, and I think that was one of the f- very first conversations we had. It was about sports movies. And uh th- for the love of the game is when he plays that kind of like over the hill pitcher. That's like, it's his last start before retirement. And he ends up throwing that, uh that perfect game. I think he's a little bit different, like in that, like, Maybe that's his most kind of like acting, I suppose. But like, yeah, all the other stuff is like even the bodyguard, it's the same character as Bill Durham <laughs> right. and, and Tin Cup. And
1: yeah, uh, I, Tin I, Cup I think is a little right. bit more bold. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't get any criticism for that. I wonder why. Uh, I can tell you why. I mean, let's get it. I could t- I could tell you why Martin Lawrence would, <laughs> would do the same uh, act. You <laughs> want Kevin Costner be like, is he great as the wistful pitcher? No, no, I liked him as the whistle, the, w- <laughs> the the farmer. I liked I liked him as the wistful farmer. No, no, I liked him as the wistful guy who was trying to bring <laughs> society back together. No, I liked him as the so wistful. So long as he's wistful, yes. <laughs> yeah. He's just <laughs> remember how nostalgic he looked? Remember in dances when woes when he sees the dog and he's like just, ah he's he's like (laughs) relating to human without any human i mean just yeah just that's his whole that's his his whole gig man i love that
2: (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of kevin's i think we also had talked to about kevin hart had we not oh yeah kevin i I am a guy i don't know how you feel about him like megan likes his stand-up i do not care for his stand-up like Even a lot of his, like, movie roles, I I don't care for either. But, like, and I think you were talking about, like, Cat Williams was saying that, like, he was, like, basically a plant. Kind of just to be, like, uh, a more, like, palatable, like, African-American that people can kind of, like, get behind or something like that. But there's uh, the new movie, and I I forgot the the title of this one, too. Oh, yeah, Lift. Thank you. Um, Lift on Netflix, where they... The premise is, like, they're going to steal a plane because it's, like, taking a bunch of gold bars from a <laughs> supposed terrorist. They just ripped and that off a money plane. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's actually, he actually has a little bit of range in it. Like, when we first uh, saw the preview for it or whatever, I was like, okay, this is going to be Kevin Hart being Kevin Hart. Like, it's going to be, you know, he's going to be, like, the the guy that... Like the whole like slapstick kind of thing where he's just like the, the doofus. But no, he actually plays like a, a capable kind of uh, character actually showed some pretty good range in it. So if you're uh, like me that ha- want to see a movie where Kevin Hart is actually like playing a role, uh, um, I think you <laughs> might enjoy Lift on
1: Netflix. Yeah, I haven't. Been- <sighs> It's really tough because let me go back to what, what Kat said. Cause yeah, what Kat said was really crazy. And, uh, I, I, I mentioned this story a couple times in this, in this history of this podcast. The one interaction I've had with Cat Williams. No, I've, I've had others like I've seen him at clubs, but I never, that was the first real interaction. I guess when you talk to someone for more than like two minutes. Um, Kat is, uh, very much a intricate storyteller and the best storytellers i think we've so much truth into some of the other kind of colorful stuff mm-hmm. but uh he's he's 100 percent spot on with uh a bunch of things kevin hart's down the list but he's definitely spot on with his uh the steve harvey stuff steve harvey ripping people off 100 percent true like everyone knew that uh you need to be the, the here the the niche here with 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 I promise I will get to your your question, but the the problem with this this niche of of black comedy is like you usually are like either you're a comedy super fan and that's how you end up in, into a lot of these guys, or like you're black because this is this is the comedy that speaks to you. So I've worked black nights, unfortunately, and not because of them, just because I I don't think I would translate it so well. My act, not my race or anything like that, but like I loved all these guys. I knew a lot of them. And he's a hundred percent right. Like he came out of nowhere. Like just no one was ever. Usually when a guy starts building, like when Matt Rule uh is it Rule or is it uh what was his last name? The one who was uh the good looking guy. Um no, it's not Matt Rule. That's that's the Nebraska <laughs> coach, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's. Uh, oh gosh, what's the, he was a new comic. He's he's been playing the Midwest forever. He's like he's a really really good looking guy, and then he finally got his big break on Netflix. And then like it was full of like these really mean spirited jokes at women. And it was like, but dude, that's who makes up your audience is like a a bunch of like good looking women who are like look at the square jawed fuck like like. <laughs> i can't remember but he he was that was like his whole story but like he was planted there like never did a home club you never heard about the sets that he did like he just showed up one time in la of all places and that's always like the the first problem and he was like usually and when people when you ask people about him like who he was and what was he doing just a guy hanging around then all of a sudden this is a, definitely a guy planted would be to imply that it was like uh premeditated. I think they're are actors or people with talent that get found and they're like, "Hey, you could go do this and you go do that." Like there's stuff. It's Yeah, I never heard of any like I I, I Cat Williams's criticism is the best. Like, "Yeah, tell me your favorite Kevin Hart joke." It's like people most people if people watch it. It's they couldn't give you like a a good part of his act that you would really be impressed by. You'd be like, "Oh, yeah, that sounds like sounds like every other guy. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other second half of this, which I think is proven. So that would be speculation or opinion, but the proven part is you can see his documentary on Netflix where they talk about when he went through that crisis, uh, when he lost his movie, because he, he had that, we, we found out like he was, um, he wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of, of gay people and he talked about like his like you'd break a dollhouse if his son had a dollhouse he'd break it over his son's head just like really kind of just reductive not they weren't offensive jokes they were just stupid kind of like yeah i'd punch my son we all know it, it leads to a bad place right but it's mm-hmm. a really stupid ass joke but so you saw this whole documentary where like his team puts him together, and they they try to advise him the right way, and he has to always be thinking of Kevin Hart the brand. So like even Kevin Hart the person, there is no Kevin Hart the person to him. Him and the brand are interchangeable, and it's definitely like all his work comes with so much baggage about what you're supposed to feel about Kevin Hart. You can never actually have your own feeling about Kevin Hart because it's always <laughs> like it's like coca-cola like by the time you get to your first coke you've already heard about it you you know what it should like it's just so premeditated and gross i think those are the two things that kind of that go along with cat williams and and then him as an actor like trying to i i I like the one with him and in will will fair i like him more as an actor than i do as a comedian to be honest i think as a comedian i think he's pretty shitty as an actor i think he's like par for the course for like and i think that so let me get your thoughts on that. Then I want to get your thoughts on on black women or black men in dresses.
2: Black men in dresses? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, well, wait, what am I supposed to answer first about Kevin Hart? Yeah. Yeah, no, what I, are your, what's your summation I, of Kevin Hart? I don't like his comedy. Um, And like I was kind of saying about the movies, like we've watched, I think, uh, quite a few Kevin Hart movies. They're fine. They're kind of like innocuous, like. I don't really remember like any of them like really standing out like, oh yeah, you gotta see this movie, kind of like I was recommending Lyft, which is a little bit like rare, but uh, just because I think that it was definitely a departure. Like I think he played a different role. It wasn't him being like the slapstick kind of like doofus, like the the butt of the joke kind of character that I, he plays in a lot of like the comedic roles, I think. Uh, This is movie, a movie certainly that has comedy in it, but it's not like a comedy first and foremost. It's like a, it's an action kind of like heist flick, which I, you know, really enjoy. And he definitely did. uh, uh, It was a different role for him. And I I think he did pretty well.
1: He's like, remember, like Chris talk, Chris Tucker fell off the map after the rush hour Mm -hmm. movies. It's like he made his money. And then he basically got in really, really, really into philanthropy and is done like Chris Tucker, forget actor, like person has done, like there isn't a, a charity that he's not involved with and he's not like doing his best to work with. Like this, go, from what I understand, he goes around and begs super wealthy people for money all the time. Like he's, his job is charity now, but back when he That's was cool. an actor, which is, yeah, super fucking cool. I mean. Don't you always say that all the time, like you make your money. Like, what else do you need to do? Go find something yeah. you love to do. If your if your whole thing is like, I'm going to go help as many people as I can, and and not in a gross Mister Beast kind of way, or like a good. Progressive, you know, United Nations kind of way. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, that's that's awesome. That's,
2: that's admirable. It, and he was, you know, funny. I think I, I like this. I don't know how well they hold up now, but I mean, we were big fans of the the Hour movies when they first mm-hmm. came out. Like, I think that they were paired really
1: well together. And so, yeah, it, that's that's great. Uh, and I'd that's like who Kevin Hart. Like Kevin Hart is him. Like, he, he that's your knockoff. Like, since we can't have Chris Tucker since he's off saving the world, doing more important things. We get a Kevin Hart, and you put a guy like that, and and then you have the size stature difference. Then you put the you know him next to The Rock, Ice Cube, fill in the blank. Other than like a nebbish white guy, maybe, like then you then you that's how you get your Will Ferrell get hard movie. Like you you go against type, but you are mm-hmm. basically. He's the fast talking crazy guy. And then you got the, the big sturdy other guy, the no nonsense kind of guy. And then there's the interplay there. He's that guy. He fills that role. That's a, that's a, that's a a specific character type of actor role. Co lead or lead, no matter how you want to slice it, that just fits so perfectly. And he, like, he'll deliver the goods. Like Mm. like I said, you need a wistful man. (laughs) Kevin Costner is your bro. (laughs) You, You need a fast talking black guy. Kevin Hart's a guy.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, I think
1: we're, we're,
2: that's another one. We got a, a Kevin and Kevin scenario. <laughs> I think that we, that's the next one we need to pitch. We need to get Costner and Hart together.
1: In something. <laughs> well, well, let me throw an idea out for you. So uh, uh, Kevin Hart's runaway slave hell. Okay. I've heard. I, 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 I'm going to get to this black man in the dress, but just to, since we're in the since we're in the black part of our our news hour, two two people who have no right discussing black affairs are going to discuss black affairs in details. <laughs> this is. It, 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 isn't it just that? Isn't this just perfect? Like. Black news finally, and it's hosted by half a Mexican and a white guy. <laughs> it seems like I, there's no black people. It I don't know how much like,
2: credibility I have, but I have a, a black brother-in-law, so
1: I mean, I, and, I guess I can speak a little bit on it. Okay, and black people. Not with, not with authority, but... To throw him some credit as well, he also used to smoke menthol cigarettes. So <laughs> that's also, you got to put that in the plus category, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as for me, to make my own case, I I voted for Obama twice. <laughs> and, it, hey, look, in, now normally, that's just like a, a weird brag to liberals, but I'm telling you, I voted for him in the primaries too, bro. I was you guys nice. in a state where it mattered, where <laughs> Hillary could have, I was there for you boys. I, so that's, that's also, uh, I, I should get enough credit for that. So <laughs> I got to tell you, one of the big things on black TikTok right now, the first issue I want to bring up is, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to still see it. I saw it. Um, I've been on record as saying, I say this with, uh, an unblemished record of of heterosexuality, but I love musicals. And uh this, this this year, especially these past three months have been wonderful because Wonka's been a musical, doesn't get advertised as a musical. Mean Girls is a musical. Again, doesn't get advertised that way. And then we had a great musical in, in the color purple, which historically flopped at the at the box office. Uh and now it turns out that the generational gap uh in black people was very, very skewed to only an older population enjoying the color purple and a young generation totally bypassing. This is an option. Now, uh, black TikTok has had their say in this and they say younger blacks, uh, uh, 25 and below. I don't know what we would call this Gen Z or I'm not sure how you label these. Just 25 and below are tired of the age of trauma movies. They don't want to see it. They feel like it's they felt like they heard the story too many times i i gotta say like i never thought i would lo- live long enough to see this but like i was kind of shocked when i heard that like younger blacks don't want any more slave films give me your thoughts on that eric
0: uh
1: wow i mean well i mean the real
2: damn world i is... asked you a
0: good question <laughs> yeah you
2: did i'm, I'm kind of shell-shocked um I think, you know, the real world is traumatic enough. And I think that there is still, you know, as much as we like to think that there's not, there is still uh, uh, racism and systemic racism. And there's, uh, you know, a lot of uh, policies and procedures and things that still do keep, you know, kind of minorities at a disadvantage. And I think that, you know, they already have to deal with that. Pretty much on a daily basis unless they're an athlete in which case they're making an obscene amount of money for playing a game but um you know the the regular schmoes like us if you're a minority you're already kind of um behind the eight ball a little bit and um why would they want to also partake in media that that displays that kind of thing maybe they're their aspirations are to, you know, get past that and, and get to a place where they are considered, you know, equal. And, you know, why would they wanna be not that we should ever forget about it, obviously. Uh as a lot of the the people on the right
1: wanna <laughs> Oh yeah, they just wanna blame it all on states' rights. They're like, Oh, it's yeah. it's, it's all states' right. The state's right to what? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that gets to the answer. Can't tell you that. It's the state's right to own yeah. slaves. <laughs> but we're not gonna say slaves at the beginning. We gotta go through all that exposition to get to the real answer.
2: And so uh, obviously we should never, you know, forget our history or where we came from. And, and obviously, you know, as a country, you know, better for moving past it and, and finally getting things right. Uh, But um, yeah. Why dwell on that kind of shit? You know, constantly.
1: yeah, it's, I couldn't, they're kind of in a unique situation and then kind of, uh, a bummer situation. Like I could definitely, with Hispanic people, you like, you're Cesar Chavez, you always hear about that. There was never really a movie. There was a movie, but it's not really a good movie. It's like, it's tough, like, especially on their side, because they're actually really good movies. I mean, you could watch the original color purple. I think this, the whole, I don't like trauma movies, uh, like we weren't having this discussion, like, when 12 years of slave was, was, at the Oscars, you know what I mean? Like when it's done bad. And I think that was a problem with the remake of the color purple. Like people were just there mailing it in. Like, how can you top the original? It's, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous premise. Anyway, no one wanted it. Musical fans didn't want it. The color fan, uh, the, the color purple fans wanted it either. So therefore it's, it's totally uninspired, but we weren't having this argument. It's when a good movie like that was made, I think the problem is like, the ones that are really good are like few and far between and there's a lot of bad ones that are just I'm not going to say torture porn but they're just they would be hard to watch it would hard to be mm. like I, yeah I, like I'm going like to watch roots. a movie about my people now I have to everything I watch has to revolve around this it's important that people know their history but at the same time it's like you you, you gotta have something else that's there that's fun that everyone likes like Mexicans we got La Bamba like that's fun like <laughs> To discover that music, like, and this guy coming on the scene, the his, it goes back to the history of rock and roll, like when it really becomes commercialized. Like, La Bomba's awesome. The ending is terrible. But well, but the, the, is it Lou Diamond Phillips? Isn't he Native American?
2: Isn't he yeah, like, he's like, not, it's
1: just, it's like, it's like he, ask, he's playing, he's ask, playing. Ask, ask oh any gosh. Mexican, we do not care. <laughs> He played, he played Richie Bounds. Therefore, he is one of us. That's how it works with us. I don't, <laughs> I can't speak to any other group, but with us, he is one of us. And so is Emilio Estevez, too. It doesn't matter. He's down, and and uh, the guys. And I'm going to throw this out. Well, Charlie we, Sheen has to be then too because he is uh, too. He okay. well, believe me, his personal life. He he's definitely yeah, Mexican. He got to take the bad with the good. But. <laughs> yeah, well, hey man, he, he's that doesn't even get him ranked around here. It gets him mid with what he's done. But yeah, that that guy is that. And you know what? I'm going to. It's just it's usually kept amongst ourselves. But I'll, I'll put it out there. Van Morrison is in loved loved by Chicanos worldwide. Van, Van Morrison. Morrison. Yeah, they're in. Really? There's a whole subculture to it in Los Angeles. In East Los Angeles, particularly among young Hispanics. My brother's one of them too. I mean, huge Van Morrison guy. No kidding. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable how how huh. how that moves in the it, it unfortunately it, I don't think that he would feel the same way. Pretty
2: uh <laughs> I think he's <laughs> He's another one that has, you know, like a really old school guy with, I think, some uh, troublesome opinions uh, about things. So, <laughs> but yeah, I don't I mean, think the just,
1: admiration goes both ways, is what I'm saying. But all the good ones are like really terrible. Like, The Color of Purple was a bummer. I don't know if I'd, I'd want to watch that again. I just, I can understand what they're saying, but maybe just better, better trauma movies, better movies in general. <laughs> or just like how
2: like let's have something that's kind of like aspirational let's have something mm-hmm. that's kind of like uplifting and it's not like so reflective on trauma like you know show um show someone actually kind of like making it or uh, well, So there's another one, uh, we were talking about, uh, Will Smith earlier, the, the pursuit of happiness. I think that's another role that, uh, that he did really well in, and it's kind of like, uh, someone, you know, kind of lifting themselves up by the bootstraps kind of thing and making something of himself, like coming from nothing and just like showing, going through all, all the hard work and the, the rigors. And, um, yeah, I think that's important to do
1: is there anything to be said here about maybe this generation's like, I don't know, a bunch of bitches or like soft, <laughs> like maybe they're just being too in their feelings about like everything. Like maybe they just like, not specifically about this. I think that <laughs>
2: a case could be made for that for other reasons. Yeah, No, I, I mean, overall, not overall, about not, the
1: movies, not about this particular movie, but I mean, overall, do you think like the younger generation, like young, young, like 25 and below, like, are they punks or is it we just, you're supposed to feel like they're punks because we're 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 aged out to thinking they're cool.
2: Yeah, I, I I think every generation has that, right? Like you have like disdain for the generation before you and after you. Like you only kind of feel comfortable like right in in your own kind of wheelhouse. And I think that's uh, that's society. I think we're kind of ingrained to. <laughs> be that way i was talking with my cousin today about like this is the 30 year anniversary of 1994 and it's just like because i've got so many concerts that i'm going to this year because it's like you know nostalgia is obviously like this huge thing so so many artists are like kind of like benefiting from 1994 being this incredible year in music and so a lot of them are like going on tour and i'm like you know, one of those like suckers that like, got like a hook, hook, line and sinker and just like, oh, man, this is like the 30 year anniversary of this album that I liked as a kid. Fuck yeah, I'm going to that.
1: So um, when I was a teenager and <laughs> I used to hear guys be like, oh, my God, Kiss got back together again. Kiss playing is playing at the amphitheater. I'd be like, ah, oh, I'd be like, man when i was a teenager i'd be like man these guys are fucking lame dude like kiss like get the fuck out of here. you you're to go down to the old people amphitheater and <laughs> the weird side of that that open air amphitheater where not even the like they, they have to play outside like real rock bands playing like a club or like you know, <laughs> a theater like they're out there playing that amphitheater it's like you can see almost the whole goddamn stage that's how you know some motherfuckers are over the hill when they at the amphitheater <laughs> I gotta tell you, Mark, uh, we're going to see we're going to see Bush uh, in an amphitheater, in an amphitheater,
2: an outdoor amphitheater. Uh, They're going to be with Candlebox and uh, Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains. So (laughs)
1: this this is this is this is the the test for if you're a musician. You want to know where you're at in your in your in your career, unless you're starting out, unless you're under five years. So under five years doesn't apply. If you're five years and over, you, you're banned or your act has existed for more than five years. If you're playing in an amphitheater, you're done. You're done. <laughs> it's, the oh. the only thing worse is like Indian casinos. <laughs> that's, that's the lowest of the low. That's oh, when you're <laughs> oh you, oh my god.
2: Okay, you say that. But do you know who, who, who I saw is going to be playing
1: at, a, at an Indian casino? <laughs> oh. Hootie and the Blessings. Snap. Oh, my God. It <laughs> <laughs> is uh, Hootie. It is.
2: <laughs> In Gary, Indiana, of all places. It's like it's already like it's yeah. the armpit of America. Uh, so. In
1: Indiana, Oh, my yeah. gosh. That is, I just, hold on. (laughs) I I gotta give them a a plug here. It's it's unbelievable. Let me see here. They're out there. I know they're out there. I, 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 uh, I'm, I think I'm, I'm friends with what turned into the, uh, Darius Rucker, uh, Facebook account, which is weird (laughs) because sometimes it's like, it used to be his Facebook account, then it became like uh like the promo one. And so it's always weird. Like sometimes they'll accidentally post like family stuff on the promo one. Like he's your actual oh, Facebook friend. <laughs> like oh my god, that's crazy. Yes. And it's always he's like, Darius got a new hat. Look at my hat. <laughs> Stupid shit, it's like not like babies in the in the shower, but it, or in the bathtub, but it's more like he's like, I bought a hat. Look at my new shoes. Like it's Facebook shit. You know what I mean? Like the worst <laughs> kind at, of thing. The only face. thing, I swear, I'm not. I'm, I'll get back on track, but <laughs> yeah, something about only, dresses. I don't know. <laughs> it's the only thing worse is like, it would, there's somebody on Facebook and they just they repost stories like and it starts like innocently like with the onion and then they start posting this like uh like these quotes or like these weird old people memes and then it's just over and over, like all day long and then like you're like there's, I, these there's two guys there's one guy i follow not give him a shout out not that anyone you don't have to read his books pretty terrible <laughs> it's, it's michael michael uh he wrote a book called uh he stole the title for me too. The bastard is a book called uh flake, which actually is a pretty good book. I'll give him credit for that one. Um, and it's about a, a, a guy who gets addicted to Peruvian cocaine and like goes to Peru to like live out as like weird, like uh, uh, Eric, the Nick cage movie, the good Nick cage movie, <laughs> the good Nick cage. Movie. What's the name of it? Uh, leaving Las uh, Vegas. Okay. Yeah. He goes out there to live out his l- l- leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> there is, come on, there isn't more than one. Come on, <laughs> when I when I throw it to you and I go, good in a cage movie, you got to have that one in the chamber because he ain't done a good one. Ah, so. uh. I'm joking. There's there's always port of <laughs> there's always bad bad lieutenant, port bad lieutenant all port, all port, port of call New Orleans. <laughs> there's raising Arizona. Oh, Maybe. If, if
0: if oh, only I wasn't seconds. doing A, uh,
1: I, I would have suggested B for badly. <laughs> We've already done that. Oh We've yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that one. You could do it again. The, the, the iguana scene alone. Yes, that was a cinematic so, masterpiece. So, so just backing track. Those are the worst people on Facebook. The ones who keep and they're they're as bad as like. Girls who used to post their poetry on MySpace. That's the new version of it, is them reposting nonsense memes and like weird. I'd rather you post edgelord shit. Like, you know, like uh, the only thing worse than being alone is being with people who make you feel alone. Dot, dot, dot. Makes you wonder. <laughs> <laughs>
2: makes, I, I so, wonder though when our generation is going to like fall into the the trap of like the Nigerian prince kind of thing, or like you know what's going to be our version of like the chain letter that it, we kind of get sucked into. I'll, I'll tell you, it's Timu.
1: That's what it is. That's been for our generation. That's the scam we're going to get. Around brought into will be a shittier Chinese knockoff version of Amazon. And we're like, look at look at all this molded plastic in the shape of my favorite TV character. I got it on Timu for three dollars. <laughs> he
2: just had to go with the Funko Foss, didn't you? <laughs> you know the other stuff is made in
0: China. They don't even tell you where this shit
1: is made. Like <laughs> yeah, that that's Timu is our that's that's our generation. Uh but to Get back to the hoodie and the Blowfish. Uh, they're going to... Oh, man, this is a busy calendar. So, oh, it's July 13th. They're out by me. They're at the Footprint Center. So they are playing an arena. Uh, Then they are playing a state fair. <laughs> <laughs> Something <laughs> called Summer Camp with Trucks. Uh, Maryland. That's, that just sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Noblesville, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Bangor, Maine. Sarasota. Gosh, they just playing every shithole in America, huh? Uh, yeah, Phoenix. They just playing every dump. Every <laughs> shithole in America, Phoenix. Every <laughs> shithole in America, <laughs> Englewood, Colorado. I agree with that. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Eric, yes. Mm-hmm. Hershey, Pennsylvania, shithole. Or? I've
2: never been. I, I don't know. I mean, that's it's good. Boston,
1: Massachusetts. Um, I mean, it's got shitty people. <laughs> Definitely got shitty people. How about Bangor, Maine? Yeah, uh, like no one's gonna mm, know. Yeah, they'll never, never been, check. But you can, it's... you can, you can label it any way you want. No one's gonna check. No one will
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any listeners in Bangor, Maine. We don't. There's no people in Bangor, Maine. I think, right? So, yeah, who's gonna go to that show? Maybe that's gonna be more transplants from from Boston. Let's be real. Like, the, no one from Boston is gonna see that show. <laughs> Unless they're going to try to like
1: beat up Darius Rucker or something, or do they when they go to Bangor? May do they call like uh, Stephen King and be like, bro, we're in town. Like we need you <laughs> to be out here, bro. Like, <laughs> totally. if, if you're here, you're gonna be here, and your hangers on are gonna be here, and then we'll at least have a crowd of, like 25 people. Like we'll, we'll go out to uh, what's the popular? We'll go out to Godfather Pizza afterwards. I you will know? <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll get to the black person address now this is the other thing that cat williams brought up which was kind of shocking he said uh he talked about the his history in the movies now kevin hart of course is uh originally drew his ire for pointing out that cat williams uh this all started this is weird how even parts of black tiktok get this wrong so this all started because kevin hart went on a radio show and they were talking about other black comics and why there isn't more the basically the question was why aren't there more kevin hart's and uh the constant one that always gets brought up is Cat Williams because he's the work that he has done in Friday movies, uh, for, well, Friday after next and, uh, the other roles in his play, even the voice acting work he's done. It's like been really genius. It's just there's always been that why can't, you know, why isn't he in more stuff? And, uh, that's when Kevin Hart said, well, basically he implied that it was drugs and then he also kind of implied that he never kept a schedule and he was always late. And this is what led to the the wrath of Cat Williams calling him out this is what led to the whole three and a half hour Sh- club shay shay interview that turned into cat williams allegedly exposing the illuminati exposing steve harvey uh taking the shots at basically everyone uh and in in fact it, it made ludicrous come out of retirement and respond uh, i i think the one great thing was uh, uh well a great thing with all of this is uh mike epps who worked with him and in the comedy circuit, but also in a lot of the Friday movies, he mm-hmm. took to TikTok to complain that Cat Williams didn't mention him at all. <laughs> that if he was going to go out there talking shit, that he was like he could at least mention me so I could get a little attention from people. <laughs> he wanted to be dragged through the mud, Like yeah. just to, just for the notoriety. Oh my yeah, God. Just, he's like they would be talking about me if he just mentioned me. He could have threw me in there with those other dudes. What like, the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which but, I love, by the way.
2: Wow! Well, yeah, like definitely uh, one of those for the adage: like, no pubis- uh, publicity is bad publicity, right? That's a tough well, word to say. Sometimes.
1: And then, so one of the things, one of the other things that he brought up near the end of his his talk with with uh, Shannon Sharp was uh, he talked about this idea that in Hollywood, when a black actor starts getting enough traction. And right before they can kind of make that breakthrough to like the Denzel level, right? Like right before they can get there, they have to turn a they have to turn a guy down a notch, and they got to kind of like make him look weak to the audience. And one of the tools they use is either they said he was saying before back in the day, it would be to make the character really he would play a really really effeminate character that's so over the top, or the other idea would be that they'd put it put him in a dress. Now, this, this could easily be dismissed as like, this is Cat Williams' own weird thought, but there's the, the, the godfather, the, one of the kings of comedy himself, Bernie Mac also agreed. He talked about this, uh, during his run of, in time of, with the Bernie Mac show and how one of the, conti- one of his contingencies with his writing staff was in one of the points mm-hmm. of contention would no, be them always wanting to put him in a dress or always having him in situations where he was kind of confronted with, like either really, really effeminate stuff, or he had to be really, really effeminate to like work his way out of a situation. And Bernie Mac was from the old school, uh, not so much in his thinking, but just in how he wanted to be portrayed, especially to a a black audience, which wasn't as forgiving at the time. So there is this idea that guys get certain power. And they said, and if you look back at who's done it, um, it, it goes from Arsenio Hall to Eddie Murphy, of course mentioned earlier before, uh, Martin Lawrence, uh, who, by the way, I forgot to mention, I saw him one time when I was that one week in L.A. Uh, I'll mention that in a different Ask Me Anything. I'll make a side note. But, <laughs> okay. Uh, it was best ever. But like, there's always these guys. They always end up in a movie where they're in a dress. Now, comic writers will argue that the height of hilarity is a man in a woman's dress, or at least was until today's current climate. Where do you come down on the man in the dress argument for actors? Is this is this a plot to discredit a black actor, or is this the height of hilarity, or at least it was?
2: No, or is it a got, mixture
1: of both. I've got uh, two
2: examples that completely refute it. One, which probably people that aren't our age, like younger demographic, probably won't remember it, but I know that you will. Larry Johnson. And Grandmama, mm. he, I love those that commercials. Was, that was very popular. He that was like a, a shtick that he you know thought up on his own. So he popularized that. So I think that's one kind of strike against that. The other one is one another one that I personally don't like at all. Tyler Perry in the Medea films. Like how many of those fucking Medea films are there? And that that's his that's his bread and butter. That was like you know, and those are incredibly popular and make a shit ton of money, like, I can't stand him. I do not like or have any respect for Tyler Perry at all. I it's like, wow. Have I, you ever seen one? I unfortunately have had to sit through at least half of one. It's the one with, uh, fuck, the Eugene Levy.
1: Oh. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, terrible. I hated every nanosecond that i had to endure that i couldn't stand it but it's like insanely popular and it's something that he took upon himself to do and it makes a shitload of money and so i think that kind of refutes cat williams thing of saying that that like uh kind of gives you no credibility because tyler that was like that's tyler perry's thing is like his character work and
1: that's one of his biggest if not his biggest characters so yeah. See, the grandma model thing, I think it was cool. Well, I think what Cat Williams is saying is like, it's a way for them to like, not discredit them, but like, take them down a notch, like make them feel less than like in his mind, it was like a racial thing, like, right? Like this black guy is getting too much attention, too much power. Let's put him on a dress, like check the ego down. That's how Bernie Mac sees it. That's how Cat Williams sees it. Seems like a very, for two guys who you probably argue, even though Cat Williams has stories about him being a pimp, you listen to <laughs> Everything he talks about, he's way more Jerry Falwell than (laughs) than (laughs) the iceberg slim. I mean, this is a a guy who's like adopted seven kids, but then he'll also tell you he wrote, he read a thousand books in a year. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like he, he's got, not only can he play a great crooked preacher, he is kind of like living (laughs) the life of a crooked preacher kind of, but it. He's still hilarious, but I mean, you got to take it with a grain of salt, but. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, if Bernie Mac,
2: if he actually thought that I, I'll lend some kind of credence and to here because Bernie Mac obviously has been, a, well, it was around for a long time and it's someone that I, you know, greatly respect and whose, whose comedy I quite enjoy and his movie roles. It's just, there's, <laughs> there's nothing like a Bernie Mac role. Well, Pretty
1: fucking um, great. But so, uh, uh, if I mean, if he thought there was some kind of credibility to it, I guess I'll have to give it some credit. Not in that Shay Shay interview, but there was another interview. Where, once this Cat Williams stuff blows up, they start, everyone starts going back through all the stuff and they start chopping it up. There's this story. Like, you're a fan of the, the Ocean's Eleven franchise, correct? Yeah. It's all I right. think everyone is. Like, especially the first one. The other two, I mean, we can, you, like, look. Sometimes you. <laughs> hey, they, they can't all be Fridays, all right. Sometimes you got to get through a Tuesday or a Wednesday, okay? Like <laughs> you're there, you're punching the clock.
0: Like you got <laughs> <Sure>. to. Get...
1: <laughs> but the first one, great. So Bernie Mac plays. uh uh, uh I can't remember his name because I, I just saw the clip the other night. So he plays the one of the guys. He's part of the crew. He's he's yeah. uh Brad Pitt's buddy who he goes yep. out. That's the first guy he goes out and picks up as he picks up Bernie Mac, and he's like a. A guy who knows the ins and outs—he's like going to be your inside guy. That role, Steve Soderbergh offers this role to Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac says, "Hey, I'd love to work with you." Bernie Mac was, oh, and you cannot blame them. This, this is like a lot of black performers get 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 your payment in cash. (laughs) Like, no, you're going to send it to me. (laughs) Like, I think fair enough. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. I know Monique does that too, and good for her. Like, I wouldn't trust anybody to send me a check either. Like, if they have cash and they're making cash, of I it, mean, you got to get the cash. So, Soderbergh offers him the role. He says he's got to know what it is. He's he's like, there's some things I'll play, some things I won't play. I have to know what it is. Soderbergh's it's not Frank is his uh, yeah, the first name. I just ended yeah. up. Yeah, and so Frank, and so he doesn't know what it is, but he says, yeah, I, I think I'll do it. Yeah, you know, I'm interested, but I, I got to see it first. I'm interested, but I got to see it. So, in this time, now he shares the same agent as Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey calls Soderbergh's people. It's like, look, I will do that role, and I will do it for half of what you're going to pay him. Mm-hmm. And now, this now the production company will say Soderbergh and his people will say, like, no, no, we always love Bernie Mac. The inside scoop or what the rumor is is that that they were willing that they, they liked the idea of a cut. They didn't like the idea of not being able to get Bernie Mac. Hmm. And so, but, but that point they've already offered it So They're like, no, no, he's better in the role, but it took Soderbergh himself to kind of overrule that great financial deal. And this is like caused friction between Bernie Mac and, and, and Steve Harvey. And then there was this cold war effect where no one's supposed to say anything. All these feuds were handled internally. Anyone who disliked anyone else, the black comedy world, just like the Mexican comedy world, like everything's handled internally. We're not going to have another Mencia, Rogan, all that. Like it's going to happen internally, so that way no one's shitting on anyone else. That way, no one loses work or no one, you know, nothing goes bad. We're just agreeing that we don't like each other, but we don't have to air out all our dirty laundry in public. And Cat Williams goes dumps everything out there, and now now the rift has occurred. People are choosing cat side. People are choosing There's not a lot of people in the Steve Harvey side, but hearing these stories and, and I'm not sure what you, you know about this story, but like knowing that Steve Harvey might be a bad guy, like kind of a plot twist, right? Like I did not expect him to be the evil guy. Really? You always <laughs> take him for a villain. <laughs>
2: I mean, not like an outright villain, but I mean, I always thought that there was someone like something a little skeezy. Like, like, I I don't know, man. There's cause he's like uber religious too. But then he also hosts, he hosts like uh what's, what's that fucking show? Family feud where everything is like this salacious kind of like, there's always like double entendres and everything is like laced with a level of like, you know, sexual depravity and like, you know, so it just, he gives,
1: he, yeah, he gives me those weird, like skeevy kind of vibes. Like, (laughs) you're right about every family feud question is like, where does a husband like to finish his day? And then like, you would think like, okay, like it used to be that there would be one sexual thing in the list. Now it's like the question is overtly sexual. And then even the answer would be like the number one answer is like in your face, yeah. <laughs> something you wouldn't even expect for daytime. TV. You're like, Did, is it, is it one o'clock in the afternoon, I'm unemployed. I just watched a commercial, another commercial, to be a medical assistant, and now this guy is saying <laughs> medical. <laughs> now this guy is saying, "Come on your face on TV." This doesn't seem right. Like, what country? What happened, man? Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> That's how that conversation is playing out. Uh, it, it really, yeah. I knew he was weirdly Christian and it was always weird. I always see him on like these weird advice shows where he's either telling you like, you got to believe you got to believe like just like typical, you know, just kind of grifter kind of guy. Like, but I always thought of like a harmless doofus. I never thought of him as like an evil guy, but you're know, like, he kind of meets all those like trifectas, right? Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: almost like a Bond villain. Like he's got to be a guy who like, Pretends like he's clean cut or takes dirty stuff and turns it into clean cut stuff. Super into Jesus and super into motivation. Like that's, I think that's your triad, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you hit all three of those points, you're like, yeah, this guy's probably a scumbag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
2: Or at least like you don't want to turn your back on.
1: Yeah. I couldn't imagine calling them and trying to just undercut a guy and get a job. And then I guess I guess that would obviously cause a rift uh, amongst friends. <laughs> yeah. The other. <laughs> like if For I called sure. Jared's employer and I was like, you know, this guy owns birds. He's <laughs> kind of a weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> bless his heart. I'm going to uh I, well, I'll let him talk about it on the Friday show. We'll talk about it at the beginning of the show, but I I think there is a, a uh, a mrs bird a new mrs bird um and, yeah it looks and, that way was, she was uh he was telling us about it we might have to i might have to remove his uh his uh his descriptor in his at the beginning of the show the most wisconsin's most eligible bachelor yeah he uh, might, might be off the market yeah i just it's such a shame because i was looking on um I'm not gonna give them a plug because I, we've talked about it in the past before, but I think I talked about it with Jared, but there's a so there's a website, right? Where you can go find a pin pal. You can find a female pin pal in prison. Mm-hmm. And uh Jared famously wrote to one and he never heard back. It, was, it wasn't like she was on death row. She was just in for life. For uh I think it wasn't even first degree it was, murder Eric. Yeah, I thought I thought it I was I thought it was second degree. Oh may okay, maybe or maybe it was first and like violence against somebody. I don't remember. There was, there was a little, there was also, there was a little bit of salt there. Okay. Just a, l- a little bit of habanero sauce on, <laughs> on that crime. Just a little bit. You've been like, Ooh, no, that's terrible. But that that's, that's makes it even, you're even crazier. So he never heard back from her. Um. So I, I was looking again. I'm like, all right, I'm going to see if I can find one that's in Wisconsin state or feds, you know, something that's, you know, Keep him close so the letter doesn't get lost this time. (laughs) I thought I found a great one. She's a tattoo artist. Uh, She gets out in five years. Just battery. Battery? No. Okay. (laughs) Are you going to ask me against what? (laughs) I mean, I feel like
2: you're going to tell me anyway.
1: (laughs) Animals and children. Aww. No, yeah, yeah, she's a, a twofer, a real, no, real song and dance woman. Uh, but uh, three huge strikes right there, <laughs> all red flags, like like a oh, Chinese yeah. parade. Well, thankfully it didn't. It didn't come to that. So was, I, I'm assuming. I'm assuming this one doesn't have any kind of criminal record. It, even if she does, that's cool. I'm, I'm forgiving. I'm, I'm not one to. Cast the first stone here, baby. But we ain't no narks. <laughs> no, nah, hell no. Nah, but uh, we everything. I hope goes good. Uh, yeah, the NFL season is is really really heating up. We're getting down to the AFC NFC championships. Um, I hope you get any
2: kind of uh, video content that you want to edit from him before he uh,
1: sits any further. Otherwise. Uh we're done So <laughs> All writing, writing, and writing, and it will all go for naught. It just... <laughs> eh. uh, yeah, I don't even want to... Yeah, or... Yeah, just empty my pocket. Just <laughs> I'll just drive an Uber after this. I'll just record <laughs> and then drive an Uber until morning when I can start my other job. And I'll just be <laughs> like uh, a...
0: Yeah,
1: I never really... Yeah. You know, one time, I I drove a cab one shift one time. I really did not like it. This is back in the days when you had to, like, uh, no credit cards. Like, so you get cash only, right? Mm, okay. And I drove, uh, uh, I, first of all, you rent you the car. So, you got to, like, $120 to go rent the thing. You fill it full of gas. I remember it was a uh, Ford, uh, gosh, those, not an Interceptor. It was the same kind of size, though. It was about the exact same size as a cop car. In fact, I think they were the Ford tourists, I think it was. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. And so, actually, it's the exact same car they used for Phoenix Speedy. So, I drove it around, for rented it for 12 hours, drove it around all night, Uh, like got chased off by the airport, because I guess you could, there's some kind of pecking order down there. And mm. then I was like, right, I'm downtown, I'm going to pick people up. And then every person I picked up in downtown, like, bolted out of the <laughs> And then I I, I go to the stand and I'm like, hey man, I'm like I everyone keeps running on me. He's like, where you pick it up? And I'm like, pick it down. He's like, no, no, you can't pick up down there. This is where you need to be. This is where you need to be. And I was like, so what do people do down there do for cabs? He goes, they walk. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so once I so then I I got schooled to the game, but then yeah the 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 back six, the back six hours of that shift were like. One was spent driving, I think four were spent sleeping in the park in the car. And so I think I, I made a grand total that day at a 12-hour shift of like 25 bucks. Oh wow. It uh, would yeah. factor in the gas that I spent. So I like and awesome. I probably I probably bought candy in a thirstbusters. <laughs> probably <laughs> made a, a cool $10. A <laughs> and I was like, I thought to myself, I was like, no, I literally could have just like. Went and picked strawberries and made more money. <laughs> I literally right. could have went. To, I could have been a migrant farm worker and I would have made more money in 12 hours. <laughs> well, That's, or you could have got uh, just
2: cans, aluminum cans, off
1: the side yeah. of the road and turned them in for that much money. It made it made that much. Yeah, it was unbelievable, unbelievable. Mm. Well, Eric, uh, I don't know how to segue to the end. Oh, well, let me give <laughs> you the the last you the last little bit of news here one last quick story
2: <laughs> okay i don't know about
1: that i don't <laughs> know that any of these has been quick but yeah let's give it a try let me find it no that one is the problem with r slash conspiracy is some of it is a little bit racially charged in a weird way <laughs> like let's see uh there's not one for like conspiracy quick hitters or something like that. Like, no, somebody should do like a weekly review post and be like, "These are the best ones." Da 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 Um, oh yes, <laughs> I know exactly what I what. what I know exactly the, the last thing that that I, I want to share with you is, uh, and I shared this with uh, Eric. Is lucky he gets to uh, gets to get TikToks for me every now and again, <laughs> and. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard a better breakdown of um, I'm trying to find you of the Phantom Menace than, than ever. I, I don't think <laughs> I've ever heard this a better is... breakdown of the Phantom Menace <laughs> and I never it's really... So fucking stupid. <laughs> I was like, I never really thought about it like that. Maybe <laughs> he's kind of right. Is he right or am I just uh, looking... Yeah, I, he's not wrong <laughs> but it's just, just like... Uh... I, like, my favorite
2: moment is, is like, why well, I don't want to spoil it, but like, yeah, what I responded to you with, <laughs> where he's talking about a fictional thing and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Learn from history, <laughs> <laughs> give me a break.
1: Yeah, like, oh, like, <laughs> he is, uh, let me see. Um, let's see. I know I sent it to you. Let me, oh. <laughs> vamp. Oh, yeah. Uh, while I'm pulling this up. We need the Jeopardy music or something. Yeah. <laughs> breaking news. I can't find what I'm looking for. Uh, Eric, tell us a little bit about File entertainment, what it's about, where we can find it,
2: Thank you. Yes, it's available on all platforms, a season worth of movies, and then a season worth of music. And now we're back in season three, talking about movies again. Mark will be joining me for the A episode. Jared is the co-host and the super producer, so he'll be on every episode. So if you do like him and you like his uh, really weird hot takes, you can find him on every episode. Mark is going to be on a lot of uh, episodes joining us in this season. So lots of fun stuff. Uh, plus you mark
1: was a frequent guest in the music season so lots of stuff for you to enjoy there yeah make sure you guys are going back there in season two all kinds of episodes uh well, we got the country one got pulled but there's still the musical journey ones there's still O. there's the o episode oingo and oingo boingo and orgy there's our s skid row and sublime another wonderful one uh g grateful dead and garbage you can listen to all those old episodes and you can check out jared on there and eric's the host of that particular show. You go back to the season one and you can check out the movies. A lot of good stuff there. And the latest one is the Movie Madness Tournament. So if you're a fan of the Final Four, you're a fan of a March of Madness, you're going to love Movie Madness, where we pit movie against movie until we crown a Villanova-like underdog champion for the ages. You can create a 30 for 30 on this one because this is a movie that... I, people would argue at the time didn't get enough accolades. And now at this day t- and time, I would argue got too much accolades, uh, a, a surprise buzzer beater. buzzer beater. Uh, uh, I don't know what clips of this movie would you play over one shining moment?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Something with the, the vampiric ferret, apparently, yes. <laughs> that, we, that we convinced
1: Jared was a real thing. For you get you get a shot of Kristen Dunst. You get Kristen Dunst. You get Tom Cruise. You get yeah. you get Spoiler Kristen Dunst me. Snaggletooth, and then you, then you get the ferret. and Then you get Tom Cruise running, and then you get the ferret again. Yes, it's it's all there. <laughs> all there. Make sure you're, you're checking out that last episode and then look for the new episode on Tuesday. Uh So if you're checking us out on Thursday here, make sure you're keeping an eye on that other feed. Make sure that you subscribe Spotify, Apple, wherever podcasts are offered. Now, as we take you out of here today, I think did you definitely- lose it again for fuck's sake. No, no, I, I got it. I got <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> all right. I was going to
2: say, it sounds like you lost it again. I don't know
1: where I'm going <laughs> to Now I did. Now I lost it. My- <laughs> uh, I, I want to thank executive producer, uh, uh, Jennifer Schenectady. Uh, I want to thank uh, Eric. I want to thank Jared, who's going to be hosting with me on Thursday. Uh, he'll be with me on Thursday, and that show will air on Friday as regularly scheduled. Um, and then this episode will be available for your first, first, first thing on Thursday. So don't even worry about that. But make sure you're making sure you sent in your answer already, because we probably already have a What's Wrigley really Watching champion. But we will have an even harder one next week uh i literally was just trying to save some time and i was like yep this seems like an easy one i didn't realize the clues are going to be so on the nose i think this is going to be a (laughs) definitely (laughs) be a we already have a winner but yeah if you if you maybe everyone else went brain dead then maybe you're the one guy in bangor maine who got to jump on this show or something i don't know but (laughs) maybe uh and also, make sure you're following us on Twitter, E-D-L-M-R-K, and make sure you uh, have your questions. Anything like that, send it to show at evilmark.com. Well, there's been no better breakdown of The Phantom Menace, the <laughs> the hidden false flags, the the shocking political undercurrent, the geopolitical games that are being played by George Lucas. And here I thought it was just three shitty movies. <laughs> that I had to pretend didn't exist. Alex Jones is reading into this all types of ways. So until next time, be ungovernable, be uncompromising, but most importantly, don't even tell me. <laughs> be kind. Until next time, here's Alex Jones explains the prequels in two and a half
0: minutes. <laughs> Let me just briefly explain Revenge of the Sith um, plotline, because at the time we wrote articles about it because the media said we don't understand this. What this makes no sense the most popular of the three prequels they made total sense emperor palpatine was a little known senator from naboo small planet he finances terrorists to attack the planet and then he plays victim and says says that the pacifist republic isn't doing enough to help him with the terrorist invasion the trade federation invasion uh who even speak in chinese accents it's all geopolitical and so uh, yeah little aliens with chinese accents uh he then goes and complains and catapults himself in the crisis into the role of chancellor because you know he was the victim but now he he demanded something be done he'd been a pacifist previously now he's chancellor episode two launches terror attacks Uh, (laughs) all over the galaxy with groups he's secretly financing through his backers (laughs) in the Trade Federation. He turns around double crosses in the end. Uh, Lord Vader, kill Viceroy, Gunray and everyone else. in the. So basically in the end they knock out all of the people that backed him, which always happens. Nazi Germany, Soviet Russia, Maoist China, learn from history. (laughs) Then in episode (laughs) he uses that to build up the power of the empire (laughs) in episode two. And now he's got this big imperial army, but it's not imperial yet, but it's it's the stormtroopers, the outfits, the weapon systems to counter this outside threat run by Count Dooku, the the Osama bin Laden guy that actually works for him, and they meet in secret. (laughs) Now, in episode three, he launches an attack on the imperial capital himself. He launches an attack on New York, and then he gets captured and... And then he sets up count dooku to get killed and then he seduces of the dark side anakin skywalker to make him darth vader and in the end he then sets up after he has the police state in place he sets up the jedi and says they're terrorists and has the anti-terror forces going and wipe them out and then he says he's launching a global uh intergalactic war uh to bring peace now the media could could not understand wait And they actually wrote articles. Emperor Palpatine's attacking himself. It makes no sense. Adults cannot understand children-level ideas. Okay? (laughs) Child-level ideas. Child-level. How can you not understand it? Okay? Very simple. Turn the front.